Material Components. Episode 57, Hallow Road. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Argoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers, how you doing? Doing, doing good. good. As always, so better now. Powerful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Power. Uh, Power. <laughs> I am the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> I, God damn it. Uh, hey, guys, ignore all that. Just ignore it. God damn it. <laughs> Intro. Roll again. Uh, um, no, we're doing yeah. good. Yeah. Olivia. I'm, uh, I'm Olivia. I'm playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer I'm Elliot, oh, no, and... I'm Elliot, and though I sound exactly like Emperor Palpatine, I'm actually playing Cherish Iron Strike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. Oh. Uh, my name is Michael, and I'm playing Sid Emberlight, half-elf rogue. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock, and soon to be uh, <laughs> Chancellor of the entire, entire Galactic Republic. One day we will do a Star Wars one-shot, and I will have my druthers at all of this. But in the meantime, I must ask you the same question I ask every time. And that is, if you remember what happened last time. It so was... much better than usual. Yeah, we've been on kind of a decent streak. Um, so that's all going to come crashing down soon. Hmm. Hmm. You don't, don't think worry. That, you don't think that's what happened last time? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I don't. I feel like it was a mixed bag. We had a win, a but we also had a loss. You know, yeah. if you could describe all of those things that happened, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, so we we kind of started in meteor res with um, Grawl almost being hit by the very bad lightning, uh, and mm-hmm. then being hit by some less bad lightning. Um, in the good lightning. Light. Some chaotic neutral lightning. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but unfortunately, the lightning was the least of our problems. This is well, true. Well, y'all say that because it didn't hit. Um, but yeah, <laughs> a some sort of divine uh, creature came down uh, and started fighting us. Uh, specifically, looking at Grawl as a juicy target. It's mm. true because in your attempts to apprehend Doctor Phineas Finebrook, you had come to the determination that the only way to uh, properly arrest this individual was to use some anti-magic items prevented or presented by the local Haven Guard. Mm -hmm. In its use, it had shut down all magic within a certain sphere of influence, and that that included Grawl's warlock powers in their totality. This apparently was the opening that a certain conquering god was looking for to try to get his boy back in the fold. And 
look, he was just trying to spice things up with a little divine lightning, and Mr. Mm. Emberlight just had to go getting in the way. That's what I do. <laughs> so, in response, it seemed, an enslaved angel was summoned in its stead, trying to, at the very least, reap Grawl's soul, if not his body. Yeah. Yeah. When they want Neat. you dead, when they want you dead or alive, just the soul. That sucks. Yeah, I would yes. know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, then uh, Atticus Carter showed up and started helping? <sighs> question mark. Um, <laughs> that was a bit strange. Yeah. Uh, oh no, no, no! It's not strange at all. That's no, the, that's it's... that's totally that dude now. He's a fucking like, corrupt politician. Of course he's doing dumb publicity stuff. He was just trying to help for the good of the citizens of Stormhaven. Fuck off. Boo! <laughs> fucking prick. He doesn't even go here. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, in the midst of your fight with this chained angel, uh, horrible little elemental creatures were summoned seemingly out of just the sheer presence of this creature uh, hurled elementals into existence. And before they managed to threaten the crowd, though, members of the quote-unquote Bards Guild, with a certain Atticus Carter at their head, uh, prevented the situation from getting worse than it already was. I, I, I established guess. that his name was Atticus Farter. I'm pretty yes. sure that's canon now, so I want to make that, you know, aware. Well, leastways, Atticus Carter had done his best to contain the situation and make himself look good in front of both the citizens of Stormhaven, the Haven Guard, and the four of you. Because while no. you defeated the Chained Angel, soundly, in fact, though, uh, Grawl scraping by... Uh, with the skin of his teeth, with a solid yeah. one hit point mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Rising uppercut, that bitch! Yes, and an incredibly apt time to crit. Uh, he did indeed choose to do so, it seemed. It <laughs> <laughs> was pretty awesome. <laughs> and after My shirt was soaked through with sweat <laughs> in that moment. It was disgusting. <laughs> I'm sweaty. I'm, I'm sweaty. I'm so sweaty. <laughs> but yes, you defeated the angel. You uh, were recognized by the crowd for your heroic deeds, though one among you was, of course, uh, disguised because while all of this is going on, Mr. Sid Emberlight is still wanted for the murders committed by the serial killer known as the Harrowman. It's not fair. It's not <laughs> Hopefully fair. Hopefully not for long. Yeah. Just saying, nobody saw me save everyone. Very frustrating. <laughs> yes, indeed. But do you all remember what happened in the aftermath of that fight? Uh, we contacted the old mage um, who showed up, helped us reconstruct the building, um, get the injured people out. Um, uh, um. And, yeah, and we also talked about Atticus Carter being here, and apparently the old mage can't see him, which is in new general. and exciting. Yeah. Certainly yeah. explains perhaps how he is able to go about his dark business without the old mage being able to track him down. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, 
but now we know so we are learning yeah. uh so yeah uh and then we went back to um uh, phineas finebrook's room um at the globe uh shining globe shining, shining globe. globe i kept wanting to say golden globe and i knew that um <laughs> Well, it didn't help that the cafe that you were contacting him at was called the Golden Leaf. So I think that yeah, that's probably yeah. Anyway, um, I did. Uh, we we rifled through uh, his chest of uh, of goods. You don't want to mention the mm-hmm. first thing we saw when we entered. I was yeah, not he to. really. Oh, okay. Not to. I yeah. just Girls doesn't care. Priorities. <laughs> I mean, Girls, you know, those are girls' I, priorities. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. Were there people in there? I don't remember. <laughs> Who knows? Anyways, um, the two uh, the two officers uh, that we had uh, left at the Shining Globe to uh, I guess search his his room uh, uh, didn't didn't go over so great. Yeah, um, Officer yeah. Maluria and Officer. Ro- yep. With, which also, like, while we were recording last time, I was like, oh god, I knew there was going to be traps there. I was like, ah really wanted to be there specifically for that purpose and then i realized after thinking about it for like an, a couple of hours like he would have been oh no he just well he no it's just that he came back well, and yeah. got his stuff and they were there yeah. i was thinking he, it was like he left wards, oh, like booby trap but yeah 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 no, no i think just, officer Wilm said like yeah he came in and like exactly yeah and assaulted several officers so now we can at least charge him with that too Oh, good. So it's yeah, now the- up from terrorism. It's not to- up. It's just it, it. It's like certain types of damage. It just stacks. Okay. It's an ever expanding list of crimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is perhaps now uh, Stormhaven's most wanted. <laughs> That's not true. It's still the Harriman, but still, still me. <laughs> uh, but you did you mean after not that. You. Contact the commander of the Haven Guard, one Preet mm-hmm. Keel, mm-hmm. back at the Haven Guard headquarters in Dustwater. When you did, you learned that uh, at the very least, Sid's name will be cleared on a legal basis based on the information uh, provided by the officers and the four of you c- because another murder has occurred. And Sid Emberlight was clearly not there when it happened. Although I was in mm. disguise, so you know. But eh, we had it. We're Commander Keel can at, Commander Keel can at least say that I was there. So, um, um, I should also note that I picked up um a little little, little knickknack, a little little curio from the rubble um with our fight with the uh, the chained angel. Uh, Oh, yeah. There's a little, um, little black book that uh, Phineas Finebrook was uh, writing in uh, when we decided to visit him. This is true. You also managed to recover several other books of his that were in his belongings back at the hotel. As well as, like, some homegrown rhinestone, maybe, possibly? We're really not sure what that is. Some, yeah. yeah. anti Or, I mean, like, we know what it is, but not, like, what the hell he's doing with it this is correct like add it to the list (laughs) (laughs) 
Did we turn that in or do we still have that? You still have that. We still have that. Mm -hmm. I still have that. Several of his magical suits and his books. Oh, yeah. Nice. I mean, that's. Yeah. No one one needs to. I'm going to read the hell out of those books before Girl stabs him. Alright, yeah, we'll read them together. It's fine. I want to know it because oh, it's reading time. Story time. Yeah, when the, Yay. When the sword stabs things, I don't exactly know what that means. That's just fair. Them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But Anyways. after that, you had all resolved to get out of Dodge with Sid's name clear, the good doctor, presumably in the wind and no real leads in terms of uh, what else you can be doing here, but knowing that north from here, Darren Dunn awaits for you to try to make some kind of venture towards Fair Aimsir and another of these ever-expanding realm scars. Mm-hmm. The presence of which threatens the entire valley, not just the city of Stormhaven. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we find you all now, the four of you on the streets of Stormhaven. It is the evening of the 25th of Ember. You are trekking northwards, having already crossed the Havenflow River. You made your way past where you were staying before the, uh, the Laughing Spirit. There's still some signs out during the day of the, the Queensman's presence, that gang mm-hmm. that was presumably put up to framing Sid. But it is a little bit diminished than what you'd seen the night before. Probably because their leader is dead. That's the other thing we found out. That was the murder that happened. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. My my connection was a little shaky at that point. Um, it Um, It was the person who we had captured. No. No, the Harrowman killed the head of the Queensman. Oh, yeah. That's totally. who the most recent... I completely missed that part. Yeah, um, no, that is know, good Did we find out what the name was of that person? Nope, you didn't ask. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm. That's good. But no, Black Hat was apparently not the leader of the Queensman. Yes. Which I think we knew... He, we knew that that was, like, a side thing. Like, it wasn't... Yeah. It was just a yeah, faction like, of the... They were yeah. Just, yeah like they were, movie. yeah. The local chapter. Yeah, the local chapter. Lieutenant, maybe. Mm -hmm. Perhaps. You do not know about their internal structures. All you know is that as you were passing through this section of town, you maybe saw a coupled scattered member of the Queensman rushing about, though not in the same numbers you saw before or using the same spectral messengers you'd seen before. Apparently Mm -hmm. their minds are elsewhere. But as evening draws in, Crossing the large bridge that moves over the haven flow here, it is lined with stalls that sit mostly empty at this time of year. This bridge would be chock-a-block with merchants and people selling their wares during the Maker Festival, but now it's just sort of a bridge with a bunch of empty, vacant stalls Yeah, that sort of clatter in the wind a little bit. Uh, we should probably be heading towards a place to stay for the night, and then yeah. kind of re, uh, re, uh, convene in the morning. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. 
Um, do we know which direction we're going to be like heading out of town? That Probably was north. my big question to you all. Yeah, and it really depends on what Cherish wants to do. Re blood, blood, blood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Honestly, like I'm hoping to get a lot, like enough stuff done in this episode that like we can. It's kind of in terms of what I need to do. It's kind of going to be like a running errands episode <laughs> for me, anyway. I mean, there's a couple of things I need I to mean, do. You've got the teleport thing. I mean, that's uh, what I want to do first is like um, figure out a like parcel service to deliver the stuff to Shemeshka. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna write a a letter. Then attach it with it. Um, this is blood. This is Omatep's blood. I acquired it from Omatep. Here you go, Jerish. <laughs> Where? What kind of inn would you like to stay in tonight? Or are you looking for something a bit more divey, like a, like, a, like a hostel or something? Or are you looking for a true inn to stay at? I just can we not go to a party, a party yeah. place? I'm, I'm still I'm tired from the called shop. <laughs> Aren't people not yeah, some place, some place with rooms that have locks, definitely. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> okay. How? Uh... Why are you upset about that? <laughs> He I wants to go like, burglarize just, people. You I don't can go burgle anyone. You you can I'm go stay sure in a hostel. No, no, I'm just you know, just, we helped save some people today. You know, I thought maybe there's probably some sort of party for us somewhere. So go get a so drink go. somewhere. Yeah. No, 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 no. And we'll we'll have a nice quiet night in. Okay. And be boring. That's fine. Okay. Alright. I'm not susceptible to uh, passive aggressive behavior, so okay, yeah, we're gonna have I a quiet night in. <laughs> yeah. That's, was, that's what I said. How like, are we in northern uh, Dustwater? You're now uh, north of the Havenflow River. Yes, you're in northern Dustwater. Yeah. Um, how there is a uh, how close are we to the um, Green Terrace uh, border? You would probably get there tomorrow evening uh, if you okay, stopped for the night. Airways. Yeah. Uh, cool. From here, if you were going to head straight north, um, rather than cutting back through the city, you would eventually find your way north of here. You're coming at the tapering end of Wyvern Lane. Uh, Wyvern Lane technically stops at the river. Uh, yeah. The bridge is sort of yeah. the last little vestige of it as you cross here at the Haven Flow. Continuing north, you will cut through some side streets and eventually find your way to Hollow Road. Hollow Road is a, a winding track that leads up through northern Dustwater through a graveyard called Willow Rest. Yes. Uh, and how far are we from Willow Rest right so about like a day. Yeah, you if you keep moving at this decent clip, you will be passing through Willow Rest probably tomorrow afternoon for like okay. the vast majority of your day tomorrow will be walking through this graveyard. Gotcha. Perfect. We'll be stopping there. 
Yes. Um, but Willow Rest is not a straight shot by any means. It's a meandering path. Um, yeah. If you wanted to speed up your time, you could go off-roading through the graveyard, essentially. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. But eventually that leads down into Green Terrace, and from there you have a uh, a shot along a road that is called uh, Nimore Lane, which runs from the western side of Green Terrace all the way to the eastern side. And about mm-hmm. halfway through, you'll intersect with the northern drag, which leads out of town. Okay. Um, so one thing we should probably do before we leave the city is replenish our supplies. We left most of them at the... See, that last. was the thing I was going to have us hold off on, because... Uh, I was trying. When, sorry, a little peek behind the curtain. I was trying to see if I could ha- get a message or sending or something, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't have access to that spell. So I was gonna just try to contact the old mage myself. Um, but I would like to ask her about any teleportation circles that she knows of in the valley, and if our, and if any of them are close to or in Fair Ames here. I mean, in Fair Ames here, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably, like, say we should restock our supplies and just go on foot, because I don't know what that would be like getting in there with the whole magic thing. Yeah, we, we don't really know what's happening up there. Uh, but if there's one near possibly. Spare Ames here, like, if there's one in, um... Oh, where the fuck is Darren Dunn right now? Um, Enclave. Enclave. Yeah. If there's one in Enclave, which I'm not you know, putting all my eggs in that basket, that might be something that would be cool. But we can't contact her again until tomorrow, so. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, So, your goal for this evening, because there's precious little daylight left. In fact, you're going into full night at this point as you Mm -hmm. continue to move. The streetlights are coming on. The magic of the old mage is apparent here because Stormhaven is a fairly like modern city as far as these things go. Uh, the streetlights just come on by themselves and they're all powered by magic. Yep. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, we should probably just find a place to stay tonight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what kind of... You said uh, not too raucous... Something where doors lock and something where uh, you're probably not going to be bothered. Yeah. Gosh, at this point, we're yeah. like such a low bar. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, moving... Gone are the days of Captain's Cabin style <laughs> rooms and crazy parties. <laughs> Sorry, Reed. <laughs> Uh, eventually you find what is effectively a bed and breakfast. It doesn't offer, like, there's no tavern attached to this place. It is Mm -hmm. a place for people to stop and, like, for the night, basically. These types of, uh, places exist all throughout Stormhaven where people are, like, meant to stop for the night, get breakfast in the morning, and then be on their way. Yeah. Uh, Perfect. They're essentially roadhouses of a sort, um, and they're scattered throughout the city, but they're like the halfway step between a full-blown inn and tavern and a hostel. Yeah. Gotcha. A roadhouse. Basically. Um, this place in particular is called the Staggering Pony. 
okay. it has a bit of a reputation for uh it is sort of the halfway point between the more industrialized section of like northern northern dust water which kind of degrades into farmlands and the river which is all like warehouses and fishing so there's a lot of people who are like maybe stopped at a bar on their way home from work and didn't quite make it all the way and so they made it to the staggering pony gotcha. the rooms here aren't super expensive but they're by no means cheap uh you're looking at five silver a piece for the night. It's not terrible. Okay. So that's two gold for everybody. And you're told that breakfast is at 8 a.m. sharp. How much silver did you say? Five silver a piece. You each get your own room. Ooh. That's just how this place works. Yeah. Your rooms basically just consist of a a low bunk, and that's it. Like, some of you are in what effectively looks like modified closets. Like, this is just a place for people to crash. Hmm. It's great. I love it. Reminds me of home. <laughs> I mean, Harry Potter. But the difference between like this and a hostel is that you're not all in like the same shared space. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And the doors do lock. Yeah. Always a plus. Uh, I still have the lesser summoned. Uh, yeah, the lesser has uh. <laughs> been following you this whole time uh, basically going over the day's events in bombastic detail just like and then when that angel swept in like whoosh and then he had this big old sword holy crap I didn't know you guys got up to this sort of thing yeah mostly he's just been running away look I had you dismissed during that necromancer fight and that was a mistake because that one was awesome <laughs> yeah you sure did get that necromancer in a bottle <laughs> is that not a success? On a very technical level, yes, you are correct. <laughs> <sighs> so hard to please. <laughs> I'm just saying, you killed an angel! This is true. Grawl did kill an angel. It was very impressive. Where our people come from, that's like a big deal. I suppose it is. <laughs> easy. Super, super easy. Do it again. No problem. Hey, look, I could hook you up with a job if you're into that sort of thing. He'll actually, like, speak to Grawl. Do not make a deal with him. <laughs> oh, yeah, is he talking out loud? Yes, absolutely. Oh, oh he's talking to me now? I'm pretty sure he doesn't like me. He does now. Yeah, he killed an angel. Oh, okay. Huh. He doesn't really like anybody, to be fair. Yeah, I know. I think at one point, though, he, like, looked at me and was like, I'm about talking to you. Whatever. I don't know what voice I just did. <laughs> <laughs> sounded just just like him yeah basically yeah. while you've been walking the lesser's been flying just a little bit ahead of you and like f floating backwards basically pantomiming the fight like he can't get over the fact that y'all just killed an angel he's super jazzed by it I don't know how I feel about that yeah Tirza yeah. <laughs> is doing her absolute best to just like fucking ignore I mean, it was that he's talking an, it's probably an evil angel no that's not how that works 
Well, divinity can mean <laughs> lots of different things. Oh, sure, but, like, angels are good. That's just how that works. Even like, an angel of Maglubiet? Oh, that wasn't an angel of Maglubiet. No way. Did you see the chains on that freaking angel? That angel was totally I mean, enslaved. And you just killed it. That was awesome. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's an interesting distinction. Yikes. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't know who that angel belonged to, but yeah, you put it in its place. Huh. Huh. Would Magloobiet enslave an angel? Is that... I think that's that's what he's the conquering god. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of seems like that's his whole thing. Yeah, kind of his his. It seems very important to hobgoblin culture to have like slaves. Yeah, Yeah. it's sort of upsetting, and by sort of I mean like really. Hey, I don't like it either. I'm not a fan. It's not cool. You wanted to. You were almost. Never mind. <laughs> what? Just like a, just like a little pat pat on your shoulder. <laughs> um. I missed something. It's fine. Anyway. Mm. Are uh, we? Ra- reason- we're, we're walking. We're on yeah, our. I'm just. I was. I was letting you know. Yeah. Like. Uh. What the lesser's reaction to all of this was. Yeah. But you would have been uh, riding reason... through the city, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. The reason I asked was um, I wanted to ask for his help uh, writing my message to Shemeshka that I was putting in the parcel. Um, I'm sorry, who I is guess, this? I guess, I'm going to fill him in on the unfortunate deal that I made. Uh, yeah. <laughs> With a Yugoloth. This is embarrassing for you. It is. It is embarrassing. You're supposed to be good at this. (laughs) To be fair, uh, the lesser was just complimenting us. And there's like a sudden and immediate reversal when he finds out about the (laughs) I mean, I do it in in my room when I'm alone at night. Um, (laughs) I thought you were cool. (laughs) I know. And I should have re-summoned you before I went in there, honestly. No, that would have been very bad. She would have killed me. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm glad you were dismissed. I, I mean, I would have gone just like, you know, back to hell when she did, which it... would have released me from, you know, being bound to you, which actually, well, I... actually, uh, you should take again, me with her, you next time. On, on that um, subject, I don't quite want you to go back to Kania yet. I think we have some details no? to iron out vis-a-vis your return. Because anytime you want to let me just, you know off i could totally just head back whenever it's all up to you well this might actually be a decent time to bring this up uh you can ruminate on it simmer on it if you will more of a boil kind of an imp but go on yeah i can't do anything right (laughs) can i uh you know the reason that you are now bound to me is because I know your true name, which came about because you were asking me questions about my adoptive mother, who you now know much more about than you did before. This now, is all true facts. You were under orders to bring that information back to somebody. I'm going to guess, you know, my birth father. 
you probably aren't going to answer that question, but uh, safe assumption. Spiky pug face is just looking at you with a absolute poker face. Yeah. Regardless of who the information is going to, though, I don't want you to do that. Uh, but you're not going to actually. But you're not going to just do something because I ask. I've learned that much, at least. The compulsion you currently have on me, Cherish, is all-consuming. Yeah, you could probably just order him to tell you who he was getting information from. This is a gross, it's familiar no, bond I mean, you have. The, that's the, I mean, that's part of the reason that I haven't had Cherish ask him yet, because that super grosses her out. It's mega icky. It's how devils work. And I don't like it. <laughs> I know that I'm the one who decided who my dad was, but I don't like it. <laughs> it just seemed like it would be interesting. You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> but this could be beneficial for both of us. I'm I do know all about a that bit. two-sided benefit. I do know a little bit about how devils work. The That's hierarchy. comforting. Listen. Am I going to get a, like, a word out edgewise or not here? And inside your mind, Maz says, you should just destroy this thing. Not yet. Um. And yes, I know he can hear me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mavs, never change. Um, God damn. Despite your dislike of being here, you have been at least a little helpful. So, whatever, if my position grants me any kind of benefit, you could get a promotion. If I could, you get a promotion. If I said you could, could you promote me? Yes. Not here, I don't think. Oh, oh yeah, that's a problem then, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it totally depends on your current. Uh, do you want to go to hell? I mean, we could figure something out. <laughs> All right, I'm just saying. But if I provided a written contract that says that I approve it, and you took it back with you, I mean, we're all about loopholes, right? And the lesser will sort of scratch his knobbly chin, and then eventually just kind of shrug. And you are, you're, you know at this point, considering how you got. The lesser's true name. He's not the most intelligent devil right. there is. Yeah. He plays a bit. He like. He has a, a a a. He has more street smarts than I do, and I think that he sort yeah. of he he sort of plays that up. He plays that up, and he also like he's a little. He plays exactly how much he knows as close as the vest yeah. as he can, especially since you tricked him the one time. That's true. I did trick him the one time. He was and trying to trick me. Though. It's you know it's very true. <laughs> um, 
and he thought he was being oh so clever doing it, and then it turned out he was clearly not. Yeah. So he plays a big game, but he's not necessarily as intelligent of a devil as you might want him to be. Yeah. Hmm. Also, straight smarts! Um... <laughs> Never go to a secondary location! Straight smarts! Straight smarts! Straight smarts. <laughs> Um, For those of you listening, we're referencing go, John, yes. John Mulaney. Please go watch all of his comedy specials. Oh God. Uh, but specifically that yeah, one. John Mulaney wants to play D&D with us. <laughs> oh, he's watching. Oh my God. Sure. Yeah. He's a huge fan of material components. Oh, I'm God. asking if he wants to play D&D with us on Twitter right now. Please okay. Happening. Um, okay. Well, let me think about this a little bit more. Because sure. My next, my next sort of thought process on that is, um, because I need magic chalk for trans teleportation circle anyway, so I should probably get some magic ink. We should probably go to Duskwalker again. It's probably where I'm going to be able to get that stuff anyway. Um, and blood. Blood's always good. Signing a contract in blood always helps. Sure, yeah, totally. Hmm, let me see if I can do some more research. Uh, why did I ask you out here again? Oh, I, <laughs> I cut sidetracked, apologize. Uh, I, got a lot of, I got a lot of spinning plates right now, okay? <laughs> a lot of irons in the fire. A lot of irons in the fire. You're the boss, boss. <sighs> oh, yeah, so I made a deal with this Yugoloth. Bad news on my bad bad news bears on my part. Oh yeah, no, you're pretty screwed. Mm, not necessarily. No, you made a deal with Shemeshka the Marathi. You're pretty screwed. Even I know her. But I have a loophole. Sure. Yeah, the whole blood thing. Yeah. That'll end well. Well, she's not going to be happy about it, but she can't. I'm technically not going back on our deal, so she can't technically back, go back on it either. Yeah, that's absolutely true. She definitely won't try to get revenge or anything. No, well, revenge I can deal with, as long as she's not going to tell more people about my bounty. Which is what she agreed to. Yeah. Sounds like you got it figured out, Cherish. Why are you so mean? Because this is Shemeshka <laughs> the freaking Marauder we're talking about here. Okay, but like, would I? Would you rather have me do nothing? Is that smarter? Oh no, the smart thing would have been to, you know, get the blood of <laughs> that weird shopkeeper. I did get his blood. Okay. Never mind then. I'll figure this out myself. If you're not going to be helpful, I'm just you're saying. Oh, and he just boop vanishes. So anyway, <laughs> so that happens. I write a letter. I write a message to Shemeshka for the parcel I'm going to send her. Okay. You want me to send it to you to make sure all of the right, you know, so maybe if you can find a loophole for her, then I will do that. But no, this seems like a perfectly clever maneuver that you have come up with. the The doubting Tom that is your imp is another matter entirely. This is true. Your DM, Mike, is perfectly happy with how things have turned out. <laughs> Which doesn't say a lot and is not super comforting, I'm just gonna say. I love and cher I love and cherish you. 
<laughs> and I love and have cherished cherish. Um, <laughs> and also Elliot, of course. Um, and also Elliot, yes. Um, okay, yeah, that's all I wanted to do tonight. Sorry, I talked way more there than I was expecting to. That's okay. No worries. It was great. Anyone else have anything they would like to accomplish this evening? Yeah, I'd like to get a drink with a hobgoblin friend of mine. Oh, you have, you have a different hobgoblin <laughs> friend now? You're just trading me <laughs> in like that? What the hell, Sid? Uh, yeah, I was I was going to be hanging out with Grawlso. Um, Sid, so Sid, if you Sid. could find him. For Sid, great. he's not real. He's not real. I know it was a clever ruse, but he's not real. I oh, you, you, you got me. Knew it. Knew it all along. Fool me, fool me once. Shame on me. Right? That's how it Anyways, this is not what I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. All right. So the two of you are going to leave to go to some secondary location to get a drink? We're not supposed Never to go to a secondary location! <laughs> <laughs> Street smart! Street um, smart. We don't have that. Because, yeah, this place does not have a bar. What? Like I described before, it it's is... It's like a B&B. &B. Yeah. yeah, it's just like a B&B. &B. Well, any good B&B &B has Bloody Marys. So. In the morning. Not until morning. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody Marys are an any time of day drink. <laughs> okay, Fact. Karen. When are you going to go pick your kids up from soccer practice? Oh, uh, they can pick themselves up. That's fine. Jesus. Mommy's drinking now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Mommy uh, needs her boda box. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How I get my veggies in. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, let's let's get a drink. Where's the nearest uh, tavern? A couple of blocks north from here, there is a uh, a rustic-looking bar. It is not by no means a tavern or an inn. It is a bar. Um, it seems to mostly cater to uh, children. <laughs> I was gonna say dock workers. Um, yeah. Same thing. <laughs> it is a noble profession. How mm. dare you, Grawl? Um, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's kind of got a uh, a crab motif going on in this place. There's uh -huh. lots of crab shells up on the walls and some like knotted ropes dangling from bits of the ceiling. Uh, it is called the uh, the crab pot. Crab pot. Because once you get in, you don't get out. Sad, but true. Uh, I order uh, two beers. Um, for okay. Do you want pitchers or do you just want glasses? Mm, actually, let's do one pitcher between the two of us. Okay. Uh, yeah. You got two silver then. Great. Charge that. Okay. Uh, are you Sid or Jeffathy still? I look like Jeffathy. Good to know. Um, yeah. Um, as much as I don't want to be anymore, I am. Uh, okay. So, Grawl. Yes. How are you feeling? I killed an angel today. I feel pretty good. Feeling yeah. Pretty, yeah. Pretty good. So you that. feel you feel pretty good about what went down. 
today? Uh, no, no, I feel good about the one thing that the, just the one I thing. Today. Yeah, that thing that wasn't part of the plan at all. Um, the idea of Finebrook makes me cranky, mm. and um, uh, this beer is very inviting. Hello, beer. Drink, drink, drink. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it is very good beer. Speaking of so Finebrook, that's actually what I wanted to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. When that bottle broke, right, and the magic was dispelled, I had a uh, I had a moment where I had to make a choice, uh, and that was to kill Finebrook. Maybe mm-hmm. he was vulnerable, and I probably could have done it. Or save you from the lightning. And now, obviously, you know the decision I made. But I also yes. understand how much you hate Phineas Finebrook. Right. Like, I, I, under, I understand that. I consider your action an absolute win. Okay. Because I can't <laughs> kill him if I'm dead. True. But I could have killed him and you would have died. That yeah, that's I just I just uh, yeah I just because that's you killing him and not me killing him. Okay, gotcha. Pretty much the worst case scenario. It's kind of the worst case scenario. Yeah. So I mean, you done good, kid. Okay. I just (laughs) I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. um, Stormpiercer says the worst case scenario would have been you both died. Yeah. I could have, yeah, I guess I could have gotten, mm-hmm. I wonder what would have happened if I got hit by that lightning. Sure. You'd be dead. <sighs> Maybe. No, you'd be dead. It was a lightning bolt. It was crazy. I mean, Tears has hit, hit us with lightning bolts all the time. We're yep, still standing. This one was red. It <laughs> happened <laughs> one time. And we'll never let Hear it that? go. In, I shake a fist in, at the ceiling. Where's that voice in, coming from? In the silence of Tears' room. <laughs> She's like deep in meditation, and all of a sudden she's like, It was walking time. <laughs> Shamar on the Wise is like, basically, she just peeps on everyone's conversations and tells you about it. That's all she Fair does. Enough. She's a gossip queen. Uh huh. So wise. Uh, <laughs> so wise. That's why her hair is so big, it's full of secrets. <laughs> She's a snake. She doesn't have hair. It's it's funny. It's a common Jarashir joke. No, no, it's a big snake with hair. It's real disturbing. So, so Grawl, if if you did get hit by that bolt, what do you mm-hmm. think would have happened? I don't know. I mean, I could have exploded. That sure. would have been bad for me. Particularly, mm-hmm. uh, I don't. If it was McGlooby yet, he's probably uh, probably trying to bring me into the fold. So maybe it's uh, maybe it was like that angel. Maybe he was trying to chain me up or something. I don't know. You think, think he's gonna? Was... What are you gonna say? I mean, if he wants to, like. 
have a deal or something like that, then I'm fine. That was one of the nice things about Finebrook was sitting down and having a conversation rather than trying to stab him in the face. Kind of weird. I would have been yeah. fine with the stabbing. Yeah, right. me too. Right, I know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm not about to help him if he is going to send an angel to murder me for not having joined him. You know? That's yeah. Not, like, not ideal he... business partner. Yeah. What? Hmm. I guess I'm just trying to figure out, first of all, what Maglubiet specifically wants with you, and, like, is it gonna, like, happen again? Is this something, I, like, an ongoing thing we gotta worry about? I don't know. I mean, I think we should be thinking about it happening from time to time, in the same way that, I guess... A cult could pop up and attack us at any moment. Right, or <laughs> bounty hunters, yeah. or, you know. Yeah. Fine, bro. Um, just, you know. It, yeah. We're adding it to the list. The, yeah, the list is uh, our shit list. And, yeah. 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 Are we on their shit list, or. I think we have a. Ours? I think we have a list of, of shit okay. that wants to kill us. Okay. Not a very good name. Maybe we should no. have it. Um. Yeah, I uh, I do not know. Uh, it was I've never been inside an anti magic field before, mm. and I think my current magical situation keeps him at bay to a certain extent. Interesting. Unless he wants me dead, in which case he's going to be throwing a lot of shit at the fan. That's why it's called the shit list. Well, if it happens again and he shows up, I am more than happy to make the same decision. Oh, yes. No, please save me. I, I am not a fan of death, particularly when it comes to me. <laughs> so, cheers yeah. to that. Cheers to that. Good talk. Okay. After that, your small uh, pitcher of beer disappears, and uh, do you get more drinks after that, or do you... Uh... I feel like this pitcher disappeared really quickly. I'm like, really quickly. One. Right. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, we should probably each get our own pitcher, right? That right, right. It just, right. otherwise it wouldn't be... Yeah. It wouldn't feel right, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. We need to, we need to do over. We need to do yeah. it again. Yeah. This time with feeling. Tirza also shows up at Cherish's door and she like knocks gently and she's like, do we need to have an intervention for Sid and Grawl? They drink a lot. Drink that much? We were out for like 14 days and, and, and everything. We slept off whatever party we've ever done. I'm getting the itch. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't uh, think they drink nearly as much as <laughs> a certain... as it seems. And certainly not as much as Darren Dunn. I do believe we need to be spending less time with him. I 
think he's a bad influence where that's concerned because apparently he's immortal and can't, you know, die from alcohol poisoning. And those two certainly are mortal and can die from alcohol poisoning. To Darren. <laughs> However. <laughs> the old DD. <laughs> Oh, it's just <laughs> cuts between these two. Yeah. Um, however, I think they'll be fine. You know. Do we need to I hold an I'll... intervention for Darren Dunn? I worry about him. I know he's a more can't die from alcohol poisoning, but I just feel so bad. <sighs> I. <laughs> This is the person. worst person to have this conversation right. with. <laughs> it's admirable, Deirza. And I, I wish that I had the same amount of compassion, reserve of compassion that you do for some people. Um, but... But he was mean to you one time. No, so. I, that's not what I was going to say. I'm, I mean, it's going to be pragmatic in a way that's going to sound mean as well. But we have bigger things to worry about than one dragon being sad. Did I know he was a dragon? Yeah. Oh, wait. That is think, a no, very no, good I question. I don't think I know he's a dragon. I feel like this is maybe a guess that Cherish might have been able to make. Probably mm -hmm. a logical leap for her. You have the requisite information to have just basically made that assumption at this point. Whether or this not Tirza would have made this assumption, though. No! <laughs> is is doubtful at best. Yes, but I do think that that's, that that slip uh, is definitely a thing that Cherish says, mm -hmm. uh -huh. without sort of realizing the ramifications of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know that Tirza makes a big deal about it. I think she just is like, huh, huh, and moves on with the conversation. Huh. Right. When you say it out write loud, write that down in my notebook for the first time. Uh, Maz says, "I was wondering when you were going to put that together." Just because I haven't told you doesn't mean I just now put it together. She's not responding to that. <laughs> She's in my head all the time. When? Why did she not know that I already figured it out? Because she can't read your mind. Thank God. That's good, yeah. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> That's spooky. Yeah, it's fine. So you're just going to leave that one alone, Tirza? Yep. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to respond to that. And I think Cherish is even, is like, even also sort of glosses over that like if there's a pause in the conversation i think she's just assuming that like you're mulling over the the thing that she said that didn't have to do with him being a dragon <laughs> okay that's a all right uh yeah i think i think i leave it alone okay 
I I just take I mean, Cherish said it, so it's almost certainly true. Yep. Is there anything else anyone would like to accomplish this evening? Um, I'd like to summon Kiri again. Okay, so I'm assuming this is not in your <laughs> sleeping no, chambers. Do it I do it. I I thought about I seriously thought about doing it inside, and then I was like, "How would she get out? I would feel bad." <laughs> so no, I think I just go to like a little if there's like a little side street or something that doesn't seem like I'll be in anybody's way. So there's a little side street. It's kind of a parking lot, for lack of a better term. It's not a stable, because the horses aren't, like, undercover, per se, but there are uh, lines of pickets on either side of this alley where horses are tied up for the evening, where people have, like, stopped and pulled over, essentially. There is feed out here. There is water for the horses. Um, and they have... Uh, there is a little bit of a magical heater out here, but it's not enough to, like, supremely get rid of the, the winter night air. But it's assumed these large animals will be able to handle at least one night out in the cold. Nice. Um, I think I've described before that uh, the fine steed spell is like a, like, um, like one of those Scandinavian herding song things. Like, that's mm -hmm. what it sounds like. And so yeah, I think Tirza just does it, and I assume Kiri just like walks around a corner because that seems to be how she shows uh, up. She appears like a strange optical illusion. It looks like she's walking out of the middle distance, and then just sort of coalesces out of the night and celestial essence. So like a badass. I mean, yeah, celestial reindeer. That's how that works. Um, I give her nose a little pat. Someday I'll have to... I don't know, where do you come from? If you ask that, she will, uh, over your telepathic bond, share an image with you of this huge moon-swept field of grass with an endless sea of starlight above. And it's this rolling steppe land that is under constant night with a series of seven moons in the sky, each of them at a different phase. And you can see other, like, roaming herds of animals in this place. They're all kind of indistinct and in the distance. Uh, but Carrie moves through the space as though it is her home. Oh. Well, thank you for joining me here. It's not nearly as lovely, so I appreciate it. Uh, pat, pat, pat. Yeah. That's all. Okay. I need. That's all I need to accomplish. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming at some point Sid and Grawl come staggering back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To Girl, the staggering pony. <laughs> this is place is very aptly named. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this where we're staying? I don't remember where we're staying. Is this where we're staying? The, I, you see you a giant celestial reindeer on the edge of the building. 
probably. Uh, Deirdre said she didn't want to have a party, yet she's summoning reindeer <laughs> and for no reason. What is this place? This looks like a party to me. Should who should our plus one be? I'm I I hey hey check it out. I can make more of me. I can make four more of me. Um, what? What are you talking I, about? No, I I'm out of spell slots. I I <laughs> forgot that. Just Jesus. imagine I'm surrounded by four more of me. And there's two of you right now, which is great. <laughs> no, it's just me. I think. What? Hmm? what? Mm. Mm. Yeah. You two should go to bed. Whoa, who bed. said that? <laughs> You're sort of speaking. Oh, right. I forgot about that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's... Bedtime. By bedtime. steel and iron, I hate it when you are inebriated. I feel like I'm being led around by a leash by a dullard. I thought you always felt that way. <laughs> oh. no, Sid, when you are sober, you can be a charming and heroic sort... Oh, Stormpiercer! Give Stormpiercer a big hug. I am a sword, Sid. It's like cuts his face. Imagine, imagine that the sword has hands. Imagine that. Where would the hands be? I don't, I, I don't know. Coming out of my kilt, clearly, but that is beside the point. You said hilt, right? Yes. Okay, I thought you said kill. I did. I heard kill. Okay. Everyone knows worried. swords wear kilts. Uh, well, Sid, it's been fun. We should do this again mm. some other time. I'll yeah. see you in the morning. See you in the morning. This is my place. So. What? Oh, then mm. this is my place. Oh, okay. We go to bed. <laughs> okay. Grawl, is there anything you would like to accomplish? Yes. <laughs> yes, there is. Um, okay. Um, I would like to... Um, I don't know if I want to do the augury or not. I do want to explore some dreamlands shit, though. Okay. That is always your prerogative. Yes. Um, yeah, I would like to... Um, Interesting. I would like to learn, uh, see if I can find any information on angels. On angels. All right. Yeah. Since this has, sits like squarely between, oh, I fought an angel and Puck wouldn't shut up about it. Hmm. So. Hmm. Curious. Curious. Yeah. Girl doesn't, doesn't know that much about like other like planar or like deities or anything like that. Okay. Give me an investigation roll. You wish to partake of the the dream archive and do a little research. Yep, 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 yep. Um uh, hey, that's a nat twenty. Nat twenty. Ooh. And what is your modifier on uh investigation? Mm-hmm. Uh I have a negative one to that. <laughs> okay, so it is a nineteen. Um <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, fine, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so, so good. Natural 20, though. That is very good. Mm -hmm. um, as you are pouring through volumes in the archive, doing your usual thing, you're beginning to get a hang of 
the organizational system here. You know that it's based on linear movements through time, and then within that organization, there is indeed a, a deeper organization. Um, mm -hmm. There are fractals here of ways in which you can parse information and how it's stored. The time is simply a method by which they block the distance within the archive itself, but it's within those separate blocks that they do separate into different chunks of information. With the natural 20, you are very easily able to find something that seems relatively close to your own time period, and mm -hmm. it seems as though it is pretty much right where you generally come into the archive. Um, as you're doing your research, you're pulling books off the shelf, you're looking at those strange luminous scrolls, you see now that like some of these holographic images that you've been able to like see on the shelves here are very similar to that spell book that you picked up off the Mechanical Mage. Oh, cool. In terms of how they're constructed. They do seem magical in nature. Um, at least some of them do. Some of them are strange and technological as you are pulling books aside wrangling them towards a, a desk where you can sit and read you feel the presence of Mott nearby the creature doesn't make itself known as always it's simply lurking in the periphery but at a certain point you reach out a hand kind of absentmindedly looking for a book as you're pouring with one hand over one book reaching out across the table to another trying to cross-reference something mm -hmm. and you feel the tome pushed into your hand and looking up you see the mournful spectral form of the angel pushing the book towards you Okay. And it um, nods and then sort of like floats backwards back through a shelf. It just oh, it just disappears. It just disappears. That's the first okay. instance. As the night goes on and you do more and more research, you find that first one, then another, then another of these blood specters begin to appear and just like slowly give you help in terms of your research. They'll find books that you're absentmindedly looking for. They will hand you things off of tall shelves. They will stand at the intersection of stacks and point you in the right direction. Oh, that's so handy. You have an additional bonus to your investigation checks in the archive equal to the number of specters you create. So far, the count is at three. Oh, that's super cool. This greatly eases your ability to research here in the archive. And over the course of this night, you learn, you basically have a very, very solid idea of angels as they pertain to the cosmology of the universe. Angels are divine beings. Originally tasked as messengers, they have since been 
broken down into separate categories referred to as choirs. Each different choir serves a different purpose. Some of them are specifically tasked to battle, some of them specifically tasked to carry messages, some to guard specific areas. You also learn that most uh, what would be considered evil deities don't generally have angels. For some reason, something about how the cosmos works, angels, as they are written to being, are done so via purely or mostly good divine beings. For some reason, the evil deities don't create angels, they steal them. Angels can be corrupted, angels can be turned, angels can be twisted and captured by evil deities, but they can't be created by them. The most famous example of this is the Archangel Zeriel. She who is now an archdevil of hell. Ruler of the Ninth Circle, Avernus. She is now Asmodeus's chief general in the Blood War. Some even say that Asmodeus himself, with a natural 20, started as an angel but was corrupted by some ancient evil god that has long since been forgotten and eventually became a prime evil unto himself, even ascending, some would say, to the realm of a deity. The wow. best-case scenario for these fallen angels is that they can be freed, they can be redeemed, and they can be returned to the service of good from whence they came, but you also find that in a lot of cases it's more of a mercy just to destroy them. Hmm. Okay. Also with a natural 20, plus with the specter's help, that would make your total 22. Uh, in more recent history, there is record of only uh, six angels having appeared in the Tempest Rest Valley since the founding. They are that rare. Three of them were servants of Bahamut. Uh, two of them were servants of a... A god that you're not super familiar with. Um, he's referred to as Sham. He is referred to as Obad Hai. Uh, you're, you're not super familiar with this god. Uh, seems to be a god of nature of some kind. And the last one that appeared was a god of a individual called Primus. And it was called a clockwork angel. Lots of information to parse. That's what happens when you get a natural 20 on your investigations. Yeah. Cool. Well, damn. Uh, Give me an intelligent saving throw. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> oh fuck. Uh, five. Five is the number you needed. It's not. It was not a hard roll. Okay. Because when you le- when you read that last word, Primus, you rock back in the chair you're sitting in because you remember the last screaming words of the Skane Witch. Sheesh. And now Reed remembers it too. Yeah. That okay. That's like a year ago, y'all. I know. I know. <laughs> This is why it wasn't a hard check, though, because it's something your character <laughs> okay. would definitely remember. Yeah. Seared into my brain. Um. Okay. Huh. I have no idea what any of this means within the context of, like, what's happening other than someone conquered an angel and turned it against its will. Yep. Terrific. But you also learn that killing it might have been a well, maybe not a noble act, it was maybe a uh a mercy. Um there's the fun thing. Um I don't know if this applies to the flavor of my specters or not, but within the thing, it says that when I raise something as a specter, once I'm done with it, it it goes to the afterlife. You're muted, Reed. You, you muted out, yeah. I heard him. Oh. oh. Sorry. Everything froze for me. Oh. But yes, no, it seems as though your specters are not returning to the afterlife. As per written in the book. They're coming here oh. to help you. Yay! That's good for me. Maybe not the best for them. Yeah. But I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Alright, so. The next morning, you all wake up. Fully rested, recovered. Ready to attack the day that is ahead of you. Regained your spells and abilities. As per the end of last session, you've all hit level nine. Woo! Woo! Boop! Yeah. <laughs> when you rise with the sun, there are moments for each of you who have forge bound items in which there is a, a crackling of lightning coming off of Storm Piercer in the morning. There's a sense of enfolding that comes from Sadagar as though the cape is so much larger than it appears to be physically. And there's this glowing that emanates from the five gemstones on Maz. Yeah. Each of them glowing in sequence, just one after the other before settling back down. Even your forge-bound items feel stronger, more capable. Mm-hmm. Stormpiers are even saying as much. I feel like I could do the lightning thing again. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I nice. think so. I think there's a knack to it. It's all about the wrist movement. Oh, sort of like a twist almost, it's like maybe? A, it's like a, a twist like and a, a flick. It's a flick, a twist and a flick and a jab. Okay. Gotcha. Not a, not a swish in... and flick? No, no, no. No swishing. Okay. I assume I'm in my room. 
uh, so I, I like do the motion, and I, uh, but I don't know if it like. Careful, careful! Like, we're inside. Oh, we're inside. Oh. <laughs> Wall just. <laughs> Ooh, that could have been close. Yes. Would I have gone through the wall? I think so. Yes. <laughs> so much power. This place is made of wood, Sid. We do not want to light it on fire. That is true. That is a good point, Stormpiercer. We are not cherish. Yeah, we can't just light everything on. It's true. I didn't light everything on fire. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cherish wakes up and Maz is like, I'm tired of you complaining that things are immune to fire damage, so you can do more damage types. Now shut up. <laughs> How would you like to set more things on fire? <laughs> Maz, everything's immune to fire. Now fire does nothing against anything these days. You're correct. <laughs> and I have been working on that problem. Oh, yeah? Indeed. Any me? <laughs> All your friends can do lightning now. How do you want to do lightning? <laughs> I would like to do lightning very much. <laughs> lightning party. Woo! Yeah, and Tirza, you just lightning. you just wake up to the sense that Sadagar's influence, like the cape, just feels so much bigger than it is physically. It's mm. a it's a comfort that it like is enveloping the entirety of the room you're in. And even as you move out, Sadagar's influence just kind of, like, expands outward. Excellent. Um, I do think Tirza has been sleeping in Sadagar. Like, with Sadagar on. That sounded gross. I hate that. But Tirza has been sleeping with Sadagar on since we woke in the Dreamlands thing. Okay. Yeah. I, I was picturing a Tauntaun kind of style, like <laughs> Luke on Hoth. Alright, so, rising in the morning, you get some quick breakfast, you hit the road yet again, as you make your way north into the Dustwater District, and uh, towards the graveyard of Willow Rest. I think it is there that we are going to take our break, and when we come back, you shall make your way through the rest of Stormhaven, and probably run a few errands while you're at it. Greetings, my friends. I am Omantep Duskwalker, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM, here today to tell you about a very dangerous magical item that I have recently come into possession of, but am willing to sell. This is the coin of Burning Heart. It is said that this was the coin flipped by Asmodeus himself to decide the fate of the fallen angel Zariel. Now, whether he called heads or tails, that I'm not so sure of. What I do know is that once per day you may say the command word of this coin, and then flip it. If you call the flip, you are then immune to fire damage for the next eight hours. But if you call the flip wrong, you are then vulnerable to fire damage for the next eight hours. And that can be pretty rough, especially if you're dealing with people like... Oh, I don't know. Devils or demons or cherish iron strike. It is strange, don't you think, that a creature as meticulous as Asmodeus would leave certain things up to just random chance, as if our whole world is somehow dictated by the clattering of random number stones. But that's just crazy talk, right? Anyway... I will be willing to part with this coin for no less than 4,566 gold. 
Why 66, you ask? Well, why not throw a little theme flavor in the pricing? <laughs> I understand you might be hesitant, but... No? Okay, I understand. Anyway, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had had a decently relaxing evening with a couple of important conversations, a minor revelation that has just sort of been skipped right on over about Darren Dunn being a dragon, but let's not worry about that right now. <laughs> uh, some conversations with imps and some uh, drunken cavorting between Sid and Grawl, but nothing is new there. Victory. As we find ourselves in the morning of the 26th of Ember, you are still on the northern side of the Dustwater District, though ahead of you is a day's worth of travel up to Hollow Road through the graveyard of Willow Rest and down into Green Terrace, the northernmost district of Stormhaven. Uh, you all have your mounts. Carry the Celestial Rainier having been summoned the previous night, so... Uh, there's nothing to stop you from just mounting up first thing in the morning and get going. All right. I want to say Are it. there Bloody Marys? There can be Bloody Marys provided. This place is called the Staggering Pony. There is a little bit of the hair of the dog provided at this establishment. It knows its reputation. It's probably for the best, honestly. I mean, you got to start the day right. You don't want part of a balanced breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> right. I just. We gotta, we gotta have a day where we don't do like any important shit, so I can see if I can have alcohol again. Right, yeah. you can try it right now. But I have shit to do today. We should real, we should try it right before we're about to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. About right yeah. after we close a realm scar. <laughs> like immediately, like yeah. it's yeah. closed. Just take a shot. <laughs> take a shot. I'll, I'll fill up a flask and bring it along. <laughs> Perfect. Why don't we do celebratory shots when we close a realm scar? This is in madness. This is a. These are good, all good ideas. Yeah. Are, there are no bad ideas. Translate here. to real life, but uh, anyways, <laughs> I digress. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. So if you get an early start, you should be able to get to the edge of the Willow Rest graveyard by around noon, spend the better part of the afternoon winding through it, and then come early evening, you will find yourselves in Green Terrace. If there are things you wish to do along the way, please let me know. Um, I would like to find a courier service or like just someplace that uh, delivers parcels. Okay. There is a post- Master's Guild here in the city, and they have outposts, uh, usually on every street. They will have, okay. at some point, an outpost of the uh, the Postman's uh, Post Folks Guild. Yes. Um, and it, there you could very easily have something delivered to another part of the city. Okay. Depending on how much you wanted to pay, it could be delivered before the day is done, or it could be delivered uh, sometime in the next week. Right. And that is kind of part of the, the thing. Um, so I also should pro I also would probably have to pay the extra if it's fragile. I'm guessing. Uh, yes, that would yeah. probably be an extra charge. Okay. So it is the 26th of Ember. 
and I had a week to get this thing to Shemeshka. Mm -hmm. So it is effectively due by the 3rd of so, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah. The first month of spring. Yes. So, I need it there within seven days. Mm -hmm. Preferably, I would like it to arrive at her place when we are out of the city. <laughs> and if your timetable remains the same, you should be out of the city. Depending on how you wanted to time it, you could push yourselves <laughs> to be out of the city by the evening of uh, tomorrow, if you really pushed it. Um, mm -hmm. but then you would be basically camping on the road outside of the city. Um, or you yeah. could stop a little bit beforehand and probably have more of an in situation, uh, at the edge of the city, but you would be losing Not a few hours so. of travel. Yeah. Let's give us some, some wiggle room just in case. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I, I'll ask if I can have it delivered to her, to, you know, her shop, which I know the name of, and I know her name. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming they have a way of getting that to her. Do they have postage? Uh, there's no postage, but you're basically paying for at the uh, the guild hall, essentially the guild outpost, mm -hmm. um, for they tabulate the specific amount you need to pay to get where it needs to go. Okay. Um, so I would like it to arrive on the 1st. Uh, to, you know, this shop in Nightside. Mm -hmm. um, and it is fragile. Okay. Uh, that will... Let's see. So that's about a five days from now. Mm -hmm. um, though they have to account for Ember's End in the middle of that, which yes. is a holiday. Mm -hmm. uh, so... For that timetable, we're looking at... About 15 gold. Okay. And end of day on the first is also fine. If yeah. that's a consideration. Okay. Are these bottles like hermetically sealed or is this going to start smelling like days old blood soon? <laughs> uh, can we hand wave that with magic? It was, you were provided a, uh, a flask of blood that seemed to have been stoppered and sealed magically. Yes. Okay. Cool. Just days old blood smells real gross. Yeah, yeah. it's not great. <laughs> yep. If you unstoppered it, it probably wouldn't smell great because it was being kept refrigerated before. But uh, this is true. Mm -hmm. So you're pretty sure it would go bad real quick if you unstopped it right now. But since yes. you have not opened it yet. You. I don't plan to. Okay, so 15 gold for a fragile package to be delivered in five days. Um, fine jewelry in Nightside, owned by the jeweler Shemeshka. Yes. Um, so that would put me at 125. Yeah, that is very easily done. Okay. Um, and I will include in the parcel the letter as okay. well. Yeah. And you can Which I did write and I can read if you would like. You can just send it to me in your own time because it probably won't have any immediate ramifications considering okay. it won't get to her until the first. This is true. 
So if, if it becomes relevant as to what that uh, note says, I will refer to you. But in the meantime, okay. I think it is probably for the best if it is uh, kept a mystery. Okay. Ooh. Unless you went out of your way to tell your friends what it said. Um, I sent the last line to Olivia. <laughs> it's very good. Well, I meant in character. Oh, no, no, no. In that case, I think we will leave it in the unknown for now. Mm. All right. Did that. And yeah, that could have basically been on the road on your way, maybe like a quick, like 10 minute pit stop, though yeah. it was probably more like a 20 minute pit stop because the mail carriers guild is very busy. Oh, yeah, I imagine the city is freaking huge. Uh, well, not only that, but uh, we're edging towards Ember's End, which is like a big gift giving oh, holiday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like FedEx at Christmas. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, after that, you are still trekking northward. Um, you will probably, like I said, hit the, the hollow road sometime around noon. Is there anything else anyone would like to accomplish in the city while you're moving? I, I would like to see if we can get a paper. <clears throat> I'd like to see if the most recent Harrowman news has been reported on, and if there's any mention of... Uh, somebody. I don't mm -hmm. know. Some guy. Yeah, good. good call. Okay. Uh, you would track down a copy of... Oh, what was the name of the Dustwater paper? Um, oh, yeah. Question. I believe it was the Dustwater Tribune. No, Dustwater Gazette. Got it. Um... And, uh, yeah, you could very easily find a copy of the broadsheet. Um, cool. Uh, it does mention the la the newest of the Harriman killings. Um, it is says that a, uh, a known gang leader by the name of Maximilian DeVere has been killed. Um, apparently in the midst of a, uh, a, a gang meeting of some kind over in the Queen's Court which is the humongous graveyard on the eastern side of the city. What was his last name? Maximilian? Devere. Devere. D-E-V-E-E-R. Yeah, it's basically like known gang member, slaughtered newest member of the Harriman uh, slangs. Um, apparently, this person was a... Uh, a noble of some kind. And the fact that they're a gang leader like makes their obituary all the more interesting. Mm. Interesting. Uh, the DeVere family apparently uh, was one of the uh, noble houses which did not originate in Stormhaven. They are originally from uh, south of the city, uh, north of Srothheim. My old money. Okay, is there any mention of Sid? Uh, nope, there is no mention of Sid. Okay. Neither in the positive nor the negative. Well, no news is good news? I mean, good news is good news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, well, maybe it'll be cleared up by the time we get back. Yeah, it seems as though the the impression you get is the the press is kind of giving up touting you as the suspect, but isn't necessarily going out of its way to clear your name, at least based on this paper. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, you know, Sid, hey, when we get back, things could be worse, you know. <laughs> One for, like, another serial killer's job, you know. Yeah. Who could be wanted as a terrorist? Take on that. Girl, how is this supposed to be making him feel better? Feel, feel, oh, feel better. Oh, oops. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were doing. Right. We're trying to. Sid. <laughs> Thumbs up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is there. Uh, I wanted to, since we're going through, how long would it take to get through the the cemetery? It's going to take you the better part of the afternoon. Probably oh. till, like, three, four hours-ish. Okay. Hallow Road is not, like I said, a straight road. So if you wanted to just cut straight across the graveyard, you absolutely can. Uh, it's a little bit of a faux pas. Um, yeah. But it would significantly cut your time down uh you can make crossing the graveyard in about like an hour and a half two hours as opposed to the three or four it takes to wind through it along the hollow road um i mean i'm going to be i i'm gonna stop there anyways um so i don't i don't know if we should walk just straight through on horseback. And Sid, you would know that uh, local custom holds that even merchants who are heading to Green Terrace from Dustwater don't take this road, even though it's the fastest. They go down and around through Old Haven and up north. It's just considered, like, bad form to be going through here if you're not going through here respectfully and with purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's yeah. done, but you just know, like, local custom holds that, like, merchants on a whole don't do it because they don't want to be, like, spreading stuff falling off the back of the cart in a graveyard. The yeah, ro- makes sense. Hollow Road is definitely wide enough for people, and it's, like, it's paved, so it's, like, it's made to be ridden on. Mm-hmm. It's wide enough that you're not going to be running people off the road. Um, But it's just, yeah. Especially if you rode your horses or mounts through the graveyard, uh, you would... Yeah, I would not... Like, no one's gonna arrest you for that, but it's definitely, like, one of those things. It's like, yeah. Like, riding a bicycle through a graveyard, it's just, like, people are gonna look at you funny. Oh, look at those assholes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, we're we're definitely not doing that. Um, Like, the residents of this place aren't necessarily gonna be up in arms about it, you hope? Yeah. (laughs) A fall goes. Oh, <laughs> Somebody got the joke. Um, so yeah, what are you doing? Um, I would like to buy flowers before to uh, the uh, cemetery. Okay. Yeah, there are absolutely uh, 
flower shops and arborists nearby, um, especially once you start the approach to Hollow Road. Um, how the topography here is, is the elevation of this northern section is kind of hilly. Um, not like San Francisco hilly, but more like Portland area, Portland, Ooh. Oregon area hilly. Like there are some uh, steeper hills getting closer towards Old Haven that sort of like mm -hmm. low down into slopes as you approach Green Terrace. So as you're kind of like cresting the the tops of the hills here, Hollow Road will wind down the hills into Green Terrace, which is kind of at a lower elevation. Than... Like if like if you were taking back roads to get to or from Portland from Beaverton. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, for... Hello, audience that's not from the yeah, Pacific it's... Northwest area. <laughs> come, visit, come visit, it's beautiful. It's really. true. Um, and then leave. <laughs> wow. Oregon, a great place to visit. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on visit. <laughs> wow. Our city's infrastructure Hello, is corrupt, and We're we have plenty of homeless people who need homes, so. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there are plenty of flower shops in this area. Great. Um, getting anything super fancy? Uh, I guess so. I don't know. I don't have, like, a lot of money, but I don't think flowers cost that much. No. Like, yeah. even the most, ex like, extravagant bouquets would maybe cost you a gold. Uh, probably not, like, the most extravagant, but something... I guess something meaningful, perhaps, to to me. Um, willow flowers would probably yeah. be. Yeah. Um, okay, so the the rest of you see Sid like stopping off at this flower shop before you hit this road that leads down and into the graveyard. I don't know if you had any particular reaction to that. I think Real Cherish just gets quiet. Flowers. Yeah. I mean, I I never met her, but so I don't know if it would be appropriate. But I will say that Sid doesn't say anything about. It. Yeah. So you ride past in companionable silence. Uh, there are people on the road as you've been moving that uh, eye you as you move. Especially with Carrie now summoned, it is very difficult to uh, hide your movements through the city. Uh, once or twice you are stopped in the road, uh, people running up and uh, asking for autographs. I actually had a had a question about this. Mm -hmm. uh, is it weird that nobody has asked us about the fourth threadless man who used Ooh. to hang out with us a bunch, but doesn't say, anymore? The people who stop and ask for autographs ask where Sid is. <laughs> oh, I mean, because that's the person they're actually looking for. Yeah, I mean, if it, it I, I would say that any of the times that this has happened over the course of what we've been doing here. 
I cherish will take any opportunity to say well, Sid, Sid did nothing wrong. Yeah, Sid unfortunately uh, is in hiding while we travel through the city because he's being framed for the Harriman killings. We're trying to clear his name because he did nothing wrong. And he's a hero. And the people who are asking for signatures on this day, if that is explained to them, they'll go like, oh, I knew he was innocent. Yeah, I'm sure. Nice. I don't say that, but... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, mostly the people who are specifically wanting autographs were specifically looking for Sid, because yeah. he is the most well-known out of the th four of you. You know, our friend Jeffethy, uh, he knows Sid's signature he, pretty well, he's, so he's nobody would be able to it. tell the difference. Yeah, but yeah. I would know. Would you? Wink. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Just blowing our... <laughs> I mean, Sid, do you do you blow your cover at any point, or are you not in that headspace right now? Yeah, I don't think I'm in that headspace. Yeah, that's fair. Um, those kinds of interactions become less and less frequent as you approach Hollow Road. Uh, as opposed to Daisy Chain Lane, which runs the... Uh, the, the length of Nightside and is the, the long funereal procession that leads up into the Queen's Court. This road is a little bit more sedate in terms of its uh, funeral processions. There's not necessarily one going on every single hour on the hour like there is in Nightside. Um, yeah. There is a procession you can see that is moving down the road a little further away from you. Uh, down the hill a ways. But from this vantage point, as you're cresting up, you can see the rolling hills leading down and away, and just, like, uh, lots and lots of tombstones here. And what's most notable, though, is the ground and, uh, I don't know, air quality here just, like, really changes all of a sudden. It's not a dividing line by any sense, but as soon as you break from the city proper there's just more of a wholesome breath in the air like you can taste spring despite the fact that it's still winter there's snow on the ground capping the uh the earth and the tombstones you see laid out in front of you with little like dots of white but despite that this place seems incredibly well kept um and there is true snow here as opposed to the the muddy slush of the, the beaten streets of the city. Makes for a bit of a pristine view as you look down into the hills. And from here, once you break the cover of the buildings, you can also see some of the floating islands of Green Terrace, which are rather striking. There are whole chunks of earth that are just floating above this northern sector of the city. And you can see a couple of the larger ones from here. Uh, as you continue moving down through Willow Rest, uh, the road winds on for quite some miles. It winds to the northwest and then winds back down to the southeast a couple of times. So by the time you make your way out of the graveyard, you'll have seen most of it. If mm -hmm. you follow the road. 
Sid, you would know that your mother's grave is near the end of this road. The interior of this graveyard is where it started, and the farther you are to the periphery, the more recent the graves. Hers is by no means on the exterior of this place, but it is more towards the green terrace like exterior than it is not. Yeah. So Close you're Yeah. And as you're making your way down this road through the the graves, you see that the procession that you pass is actually stopping at a family plot that is closer towards the center of this place. Uh, there are a couple of mausoleums built here for, like, family plots. Um, there are quite a few elvish graves here. And what makes those stand out are the humanoid-esque trees that grow up in place of headstones or markers. They look like people that have transformed into trees. Their arms extended upwards, their fingers growing and splaying outwards into uh, branches. A knotty place somewhere in the center resembling a face. Sid, you would know that there's no, like, transmogrification happening here. This is just what a lot of wood elves do to respect their dead. Rather than creating a statue of somebody, they create a living statue out of wood. Yeah. Nothing like that was afforded to Angela. That's okay. Sorry. Um, had a sneeze there. But as you make your way through the graves, the low crunch of snow beneath the hooves of your mounts, hours pass, and eventually you're coming down into Green Terrace proper. Floating less than a mile away, there is a large piece of uh, land that is just hovering above the edges of the graveyard. There are some draping curtains of plant life that come down off of that uh, floating piece of land, and you can see a couple of temples are built on top of it. And you know that there are several temples of elvish gods of death up there. Uh, though the elves don't really believe in death per se. Elf religion is more about transformation, that we never really die. Um, we simply change into something else. Angela's grave rests in the shadow of that place. It is a simple marker that just says uh, Angela, Swordmaster of House Thornway, A hero. It is just off the road a ways. 
to approach it, you would probably have to dismount. Um, and I just have everybody wait. A hand tears on the reins to my horse. Are you... Are you sure you don't want us to go with you? I'll be fine. Um, yeah, and I... I... Um, and I approach the grave and I think well first I first I lay down the flowers the the willow flower taken and you would see that this place has been tended to semi recently if it had just been left unattended you would think it would be overgrown and mm-hmm. uh, buried in snow but you can see that the layer of snow that is on top of the headstone is relatively mild if it had been sitting here the whole winter and untended to it would be deeper but someone has tended to this site in the recent past I don't say anything this time but I I think for a while I think maybe even I don't I don't want to take up too much time but I think I sit down for a little bit In the distance, Grawl, Tirza, Cherish, you are staying on your mounts, watching all of this? I mean, I'll, I'll get off my... Yeah, yeah I, I would, would, would dismount. Okay, just checking. So the three of you are standing, Tirza holding the reins of Sid's horse, stay, staying at a respectful distance, kind of back on the main road. Tirza, around your shoulders, you feel Sadagar kind of giving you a, a comforting cloak hug. Yeah, cloak hug. Maz is pointedly silent, as though she knows if she said anything, it would probably spoil <laughs> any emotions that are being felt right now. And she She's seems right. to be aware of that. Good on her, I suppose. Sid, you sit in silent contemplation for a while. Yeah. Eventually, uh, Stormpiercer would speak and say, I wish I knew her. I think you'd like her. Uh, 
I <laughs> kind of pretend to be, uh, I mean, I've kind of stumbled into this whole drugs thing. But she was the real deal. Indeed. After a long time, the snow begins to seep into your pants as you're sitting. Despite uh, your stoic emotions, there is a physical discomfort that eventually overwhelms even the most uh, determined of brooders. Your undergarments begin to soak in with cold, icy water. Um, here, just a second. <laughs> in the near distance, uh, you see that the sun isn't quite at a setting point yet. You still have a few hours of daylight, but where it rests on the horizon is just above the outer storm, and a few stray strands of stormlight are beginning to play across the valley as you approach twilight. Hmm. Um, I above think... the temple of Corellan begins to chime with a large, clonking procession of bells that are made of wood, like uh, bamboo chimes. They begin to play in succession to mark the hour. I think I've heard and felt all of these sensations before. Um, I think in a way it's it's almost comforting. Um, it's kind of as close to home as I have these days. And... Um, I stand and I say to the to the stone um, I think that I'm going to meet him and I don't know what happened But I wish I had your guidance. I don't know who I'm about to meet. And Storm Piercer will say, at the very least, he loved her. You would at least have that in common. Yeah. All right, well, um, 
they've been patient enough with me, so I should probably be going. Yeah. I'll stop stop by again. As you turn to leave, there's a cold breeze that rushes over the graveyard, running a chill down your spine. The unfortunate fact being that the last time you saw your mother's face, it was in a dreadful illusion brought on by the Skane Witch in that frozen quasi-hell that you had been trapped in. You try not to remember her like that, but it's tough, given the winter surroundings you find yourselves in now. Yeah. I think that puts Sid in a pretty bad mood. Um, and he just walks up to the rest of the group and says, All right, let's go. Everyone mounts up. Yeah. yeah. Tears are handing back Sid's rings. No, I keep them. Mm. No. Uh, Sid walks past the way. This will... This this is how I used to be cheered up. Whenever I was sad, Nita would just make me walk <laughs> behind her. I believe time that. With your thoughts. Yeah, I would believe that. It's called the Hawkes March. Uh... <laughs> That's a that's a different one. Oh yeah, this is called the Little Tahaka's March. <laughs> the Tahaka Walker. Baby's yeah. baby's first. Baby's first Tahaka's March. Uh, but that does seem but, very on brand for Netta, though. Just walk off your does. feelings. <laughs> Leave the feelings yeah, back there and walk that away. That is from certainly what she believed. Mm-hmm. I miss her. <laughs> Yeah, Tirza, you have uh, any reaction to all of this? I'm not trying to pressure you. I just, you would have the most uh, pertinent information available. And I'm wondering what Tirza does with that in this moment. If anything. I mean, I'm not gonna, like, bring up stuff that might make him feel bad. He already feels bad. Okay. And I was, yeah, I mean, until until Sid made it clear that he wanted to go by himself, I definitely was going to go and pay my respects, but I don't, I'm... <laughs> Me and Neta, cowards about feelings. <laughs> Is there... A clear warring of emotion on Tirza's uh, expression. Oh, oh, I'm sure. Okay. Well, then, I just I'm trying to set a scene here in terms of like what everyone sees as they're mounting back up, and that is a, a slightly pissed off and stoic Sid, 
a oh i yeah i think there's like a moment as tirza is handing the reins back to say like about to say something and then it's like thinks better of it all right mounting back up getting on your horses and other sundry mounts it is a brisk ride out of the last of Willow Rest, moving through the shadow of the temples of Corellan. You see that the underside of that floating rock is carved in these immense reliefs of the Elvish gods. It tells a story on the other underside of this floating island that is a couple of miles across. The story it tells is of kind of the accepted origin myth of elves in that all started as formless spirits that followed in the footsteps of Corellan, the the shapeless one, the one who defied description or definition that the quote-unquote original sin of elf kind was taking physical shape and thus being defined in some way. To experience the world more uh, acutely, they inherently distanced themselves from their god. This led to many different fracturings of elvish kind, but it all really comes down to the idea that to be closer with their origin, uh, some elves choose to be shapeless in some way or another. The Eladrin believe that due to their shifting nature, they are the closest to Corellin in this way. The sea elves believe their connection to water, the, the shapeless ways of a liquid makes them closer to Corellan. The wood elves see themselves as close to the forest of the growing things of life, which Corellan's breath brings. The high elves are a bunch of snooty motherfuckers. Yeah! <laughs> the high elves are like, we're elves, so that's all that matters. <laughs> no, they try we're to the, understand... We're the closest them. to Corellan because we're the best. Yeah! <laughs> They attempt to understand the shapeless ways of magic and the arcane, and through that become closer to their god. Yeah, it's still a little fuzzy. Yeah, it's still a little sketchy. Really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one exception in this mythos tale that you can see being told above you was the drow. They followed one's uh, elvish gods who sought to be more defined by the mortal world, to be further away, uh, to experience the most acute pleasures that the mortal world could bring. They uh, hedonistically chose to distance themselves and give themselves over to mortality more fully, and that is where the drow came from, because they were the first followers of Lolf, who sought only the greatest peaks of pleasure in mortal existence. They just love to sin. Not necessarily about sin, but like to under to experience mortal pleasures, you have to give up uh, immortality. the The pleasures become more sweet when you uh, 
when they end. When they end, exactly. Yeah. No, I feel that. And that's kind of the the mantra of Lolf, is like, all things end, so we have to enjoy the now to its fullest Mm -hmm. extent. Sometimes that leads to, you know, like... Murder. Murder, and yeah. (laughs) Stuff is like, not super cool. Yeah, like a raw anarchic sort of society where, Mm. like, murder and betrayal is kind of like the peak of uh, experience, but, you know... It started as, as a good as idea. As long you're living in the now. Yeah. As long as you're living in. The What's really that? That Twitter meme. The like. Yeah, sex is good, but have you ever betrayed someone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sex is good, but have you ever plotted the downfall of a rival house? <laughs> <gasps> Can't even imagine how good that shit is. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> But yeah, you all, like, get a sense of this story as you're moving beneath this floating island. Because, like I said, it's just etched in these huge reliefs in the stone above you. And it's impossible to miss. It seems as though the priests of Corellon did this on purpose. So, like, no one is going to escape the good word. I can respect that. <laughs> game rec- game recognizes game. <laughs> Eventually, they're like, man, if we had more murals about the snakes. <laughs> Tirza, give me a religion check. I just got a little bit better at that. Thanks, leveling up. <laughs> oh, well. Twelve? Twelve. Uh... The only thing that really strikes you is that, like, this mural, this relief, really doesn't go over where uh, Corellin comes from. It's just like, apparently this god just, like, begins at a certain point. Um, and most uh, religious orthodoxies that uh, you're familiar with where these, like, larger deities are concerned is they generally have an origin of some kind, but this seems to leave that out. Interesting. Uh, But after that, once you leave the shadow of that floating island, eventually you come into Green Terrace proper. What is notable about this neighborhood right off the bat is that there is no snow or slush on the ground anywhere. Yep. There is also a large amount of grass on the ground. The roads here are demarcated not by a cobbled road of some kind, but by what looks like dried stream beds that have just been flattened by years of use. That's crazy. I like it. In the near distance to the east, you see, you all see this, the largest uh, tree you have ever seen. It is an immense huge, twisting... You can't even necessarily identify what kind of tree this is. It defies description in terms of class, natural classification. Uh, And at first you're just like, holy shit, that's a big tree. But then as you grow closer, you can see that there are bridges spanning the branches of this single tree. There are homes and businesses built along pathways that spiral up these, like, 
the trunk and the branches of this tree. There is a whole neighborhood built up in this, just the limbs and around the base of this single immense tree. That is a neighborhood unto itself. And Sid, you would be very, very familiar with this place. Yeah. Um, so it is getting close to sunset as you get a view of Cypress Court. So we could find a place to stay in the tree? Um... Probably not in the tree. Um, the tree party. Jesus Christ, you know what I mean. Well, yeah, not on the tree, but probably near. It's more. It's more residential than anything. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and you can see uh, even from here that there are little figures. The, the tree has these long, dangling vines that vaguely resemble a willow. Um, and there are people who will, like, grasp these vines, and the vines will pull them up to different sections of the tree, wow. as though of its own accord. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Would I know of somewhere... Uh, somewhere we could stay in sort of the Cypress Court sort of area. Um, that is a very rich district. Yeah. Um, I mean, anywhere you stay here is going to be a little pricey. Um, yeah. But in the Cypress Court area specifically, nothing... Yeah, there's like a couple of inns like outside of Cypress Court itself. Yeah. Um, like you said, Cypress Court is really more of a residential neighborhood than anything else. There are a couple yeah. of businesses there, but um, it's not like there's inns and taverns and stuff. How couple big of, is it? I mean, it is huge. Think of like a small suburb in the branches of a tree. Yes. Um, there are like a couple of thousand people that live there. Uh, it is the most densely populated part of Green Terrace. Yeah. Uh, just to the north of it is Marigold Manor, which you can actually see from the road where you're traveling. Um, mm -hmm. It is one of the biggest, gaudiest mansions. It's like the freaking X-Mansion, and you can see it from uh, nearly a mile away. <sighs> yep. And uh, along the road you're traveling here, there are a couple of other of those uh, rest stops. Um, specifically, there's one just beyond the shadow of uh, of the the Temple Island of Corellon. Mm -hmm. uh, the more like rowdy inns and taverns and stuff would probably be closer to the northern drag. You're kind of in the interior of Green Terrace here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, you are following, like I said, the Nemore Road um, kind of runs the width of Green Terrace in sort of a loose arc that mm -hmm. mirrors the wall of Hall Hill. I think as we're traveling through, I'm just kind of like taking in sort of the roads um, and kind of think, thinking about like 
in context to like, okay, so if I took a left here or took a right here, went down a ways and like blah, 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 I could get to the house that I grew up in, you know, Um, and just like every, like every stop we go by is like, that's kind of the context that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. And you know, the house you grew up in is actually close, is further south from here. It is closer to the walls of Hall Hill. Uh, because the closer you get to Old Haven and Hall Hill, the uh, more densely urban it becomes. Yeah. Uh, where you're at here is kind of a good median suburban area. Mm-hmm. Um, this main road you're following is more urban than it's not. Uh, but once you get off this main road, it becomes a lot more suburban and a lot more rural. Yeah. This is the Beaverton of the... <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. For all of us, for all those. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> once again, specifically Portland oh, metro area. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna put as many Portland references in this episode <laughs> as I can. I need everyone to give me a perception check Ow. as you're Sorry. moving. Sorry, that was bad noise. Let's see, which dice should I use? Ooh. Oh in boy. Hot. Perception. Ooh, that Not up, bad dice please. going to jail. I take it that's a one, Elliot. It's a it's a four. Okay. Oh, I got a one. I got a six. Wow. Uh, oh, I got a lot more than that. Um, I got a twenty-four. Okay. Uh, Sid, you're really the only one to notice, and which is probably for the best because you're the only one with context to let yeah. you know what this is. Um. You know that there's no snow on the ground here. You can tell that uh, just off the road, there is a lot of like greenery and grass. Uh, every couple of blocks, everybody sees this. Uh, there are fruit trees that just like grow hanging onto the road here. And occasionally you'll see another passerby. Yeah, just reach up and grab a piece of fruit. Um, and yeah. if you didn't know any better, you would say the tree would like lean down a little bit to offer this fruit to a passerby if they have an inclination towards it. And, like, you all notice this, because it's very obvious. I feel like I don't even think about it. I just reach out for it. Yeah, and right. it's like the fruit kind of, like, goes to meet the palm of your hand. What Sid notices that nobody else does is the the low... Gun. <laughs> it, 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 the AK-47. <laughs> it's a warm breeze that moves through Green Terrace. It's still cold, because it's still the winter, but it's warmer than it should be otherwise. And it's a slow drawing towards the east, and then a slow pushing back to the west. And you know this is the gardener's breath. This is a, a, a magic that exists here. It's part of what makes Green Terrace Green Terrace. Mm-hmm. And that is the presence of the gardener. God, is this another fucking vampire too? The gardener was the one who planted the tree, right? Yeah. Some yeah. say the gardener is the tree. <clears throat> yeah, what is popularly known is that after Stormhaven was founded, uh, a dispatch of elves from the Eastwood showed up and said, Hey, you're not the only people who showed up here in the valley. The enterprising folk of Stormhaven did not trust the elves 
uh, who just wandered out of the woods, and they said, go away, we don't want any. <laughs> okay, insert yeah. Witcher reference here, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and as a show of good faith, the Archfey of the Eastwood uh, planted one of their own here to make this a fertile crescent just above Stormhaven. Uh, food here always grows. It is always in abundance. And uh, it is provided by an archfey known as the Gardener. Apparently as a gift of goodwill from the archfey of the Eastwood to the people of Stormhaven. Tirza has a sudden vivid memory of Puck mentioning mm -hmm. the Gardener and like quickly referencing fucking list of the various opinions he listed out and then realizes that the gardener is like doesn't I don't I don't remember exactly what he said but I wrote down no opinion and I and she's the just gardener like, is neutral where these things are concerned yes mm -hmm. just like huh, okay cool because that's the exact reaction that Olivia had mm -hmm. So a little bit farther south of, of here, within view of Cypress Court, but not necessarily under its eaves, is a well-stocked inn and tavern uh, by the name of the Gardener's Rest. It sort of marks a dividing line between the more pastoral northern sections of Green Terrace and the more urban sprawl that abuts the walls of Old Haven. What makes this building interesting is that it appears to have been woven by several dozen trees that are at the posts, at the corner posts of this building, their branches haven't been grown into a weave of architecture. Like a, like um, living gate or living, uh, wait. No, the living gate is a very specific. Well, thing here, but, but does that's a, that's a real term. Right. When, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is a real term. Yeah, it's that hmm, nah, hadn't occurred to me terms. until just hmm. now, huh? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Olivia's just sweaty now. Yeah. <laughs> bro, bro, now you know. Now you know how I feel for like the last two episodes. <laughs> I'm sweaty. Just, I, I'm a sweat elemental. <laughs> but yes, uh, this is clearly of elvish design. And not only design, but make, for that matter. Sid, you would know that this building has been sung into existence. Has been sung into existence? Correct. <laughs> Elvish songsmiths can craft living wood into buildings, items, all sorts of things. It, did the song uh, go down sort of through tra tradition or is it is that the song not known or is it like the song is the spell kind of a thing yeah it's you don't i don't know how much sid would actually even really know about the mechanics of it uh, not not like the specific mechanics but give yeah. me an arcana check i could do it i could probably figure it out maybe 
Well, with my proficiency, but still minus one. Um, ten. Yeah, it's druid 11. stuff. Yeah, druids, weird, elvish uh, druids. I got a seventeen. Yeah. <clears throat> what would Cherish know? You would know that, like, druid magics on a whole is a catch-all term for, mm-hmm. like, a broad spectrum of spiritualist practices and nature magic, some of which mm-hmm. is arcane, some of which is divine. Yeah. Specifically what the elves, the wood elves of the Eastwood, they are capable of something called songsmithing. Uh, they tap into some kind of natural force that they call the world song, and it lets them, like... M- interact with living things in ways that other magics can't. Mm-hmm. Oh. World song. Yeah. Look, I have themes in many of my campaigns. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you cool. don't know much about like exactly how they manipulate this, but it basically lets them mold living matter in a way that it wouldn't otherwise form. Yeah, I would think that Cherish, like, with whatever her resources were when she was at the tower, like, the the way I'm, I'm playing her is that, like, because magic comes so easily and naturally to her, she's fascinated by how other people learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's on, that's somewhat more interesting <laughs> to her than how she does magic. Yeah, fair so, enough. I guess just like in terms of, I don't know, like that's maybe how she would know is that she likes to learn about that kind of stuff. So that's the reason that's even a little bit of knowledge. Yeah, and it was definitely like you could study it at the old mage's tower, but no one there was practicing that kind of magic. Yeah. Yeah. Cherish is just like, I just point at things and they catch on fire. I just oh. pointed things. I looked at those teleportation circles yesterday, and I could probably do it. Like, that's how easy this shit is for me. <laughs> how, the, how the fuck you people learn magic is fascinating. <laughs> well, Tears got hers from a bunch of snakes, and Grawl got his from a magic sword. It's true. <laughs> Takes all sorts. I, uh-huh. I do like that not not a single one of the four of us has, like, a good grip on how magic works. Right? That's okay. Yeah. Don't need to. <laughs> no, exactly. Why would we yeah. ever, ever know that? We're better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And it will never come back to bite us. Probably not. Hmm? So, you find your way to the Gardener's Rest. It is... Not a raucous inn, but there's definitely, like, uh, musicians playing downstairs. There is a tavern uh, with several tables, a, a long bar. Uh, the seem- place seems to specialize in uh, meads and wines. Uh, a lot of very alcoholic but very fruity uh, beers as well. Um, lots of uh, sours and things like that. Tonight is the night. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we find out? We shall find out. Do it. Fruit beers are so good. Yes, they are. It's the best way to pass out completely for eight hours. Yeah. Look, might as well be with a Lambic, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
So is there anything else you want to accomplish out here in Green Terrace before you make your way into this uh, this inn? Uh, no, I think Tirza is mostly just like, again, this is like a whole new section of Haven, and yeah, before, you would, you would have, n- I, yeah, you might have passed through Green Terrace at least one year on your way up into the Eastwood with Netta. Yeah, I, I think the Stormhaven is like, like I think I Tirza is tired of it now because we've dealt with so much fucking bullshit here, but. It's still just like, this is a big place. Holy shit. True. Yeah. Um, I, I did have a, a question I wanted to run by you. Um, so when I was in Stormhaven learning from the old mage, when I first contacted her, was that like I sent a letter like through the postage or... Yes, it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought, but I couldn't quite remember. I, I didn't know if it was something like I wrote down how I was feeling and how I wanted her to teach me stuff and she just appeared because she fucking reads minds or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. I figured it wasn't that simple. Okay. It the old fashioned way. She did then appear to you after yes. she got the letter, but right. it wasn't like okay. she read your diary and then appeared yeah. before you. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> she never she never appeared to me after I wrote her a letter. You found out oh, why, though. That's so weird. <laughs> 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 yes. Mm. Certain... I went to her house. <laughs> yeah. Crawl went and knocked on the door. Just, hello, yes, I'm here. <laughs> you must have been expecting me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I I just feel bad because I feel like I've I've been hogging the the watch the watch text messaging for the last couple of times we've used it. So I was trying to figure out if I could just like talk to her without that. But unless you have some other method to talk to her, I, I don't do know. Not then. we are out of feathers. Mm. Could just send her mail. I know, but I like want to talk to her about the teleportation circles. Oh yeah. If you want to use my parka watch, you can. Okay. I don't need it today. Um, but Sid has to be the one to send the message. Yes. It's true. I do. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> we can um, hang out in one of our rooms for a little bit. Okay. The rest of you guys can on. be there too, but just like question: How come Sid was the only one that got a watch? There's not that many to hand out. I mean, we were all very nice to her at different points. Just saying. I'm not sure. You know. I don't I don't think, yeah, I don't think either Cherish or Tirza is particularly nice to her. These are questions that you could ask her. If you wish to confront the old mage about why you didn't get a fancy pocket watch, you're more than welcome to. I mean, we all know what she's going to say. No. Um. <laughs> Listen, if we no, can I all really just don't. use one Bro, person's yeah. cell phone plan, then it's just easier. Yeah. It's to save, yeah. Save money. <laughs> so you're getting rooms here for the night? Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. going to be uh, one gold apiece. But okay. That includes stabling your animals. Oh, yeah. nice. Sucking down my gold. Damn. I am. You just sent a 15 gold pack, 15 gold worth of a package. Big city living, yo. Yeah. 
Time to pay you one. Let's get one Yugoloth off my back. <laughs> that, you, that you squarely set on your own listen, back. You said, listen. hey, jump on, bro. Listen. <laughs> Alright. So uh, then you uh, convene in somebody's room to contact the old mage? Yeah. If we all want to be there, then we can all be there. It doesn't. If you guys have other stuff you want to do. Uh, I might go on a walk, but I will contact the old mage. Yeah. And um, you know that at least within the Stormhaven city limits, you don't need to keep the pocket watch there for her to uh, appear. She can uh, project herself anywhere within Stormhaven. It's only once you're outside the city limits that uh, you need a pocket watch there for her to appear. Gotcha. Well, yeah. that's convenient. Hey, yo, uh, Cherish wants to talk to you. <laughs> hey, you up? Um, Jesus. What time is it now? Uh, it is approaching 7 p.m. Yeah, that should be fun. Okay. Um, what am I just... Cherish wants to talk? Um, I want... I, I want to talk to her about teleportation circles, specifically. Hey, old mage. I can say Zenerva. It's fine. How many words that? <laughs> you like being referred to as hey, old mage? Yeah, probably not. Uh, Cherish wants to talk to you about some kind of dumb magic thing, so if you got That's time, feel I... free to stop by. You got to feel free to stop but <laughs> <laughs> um good job bud <laughs> thanks so they pay me the big bucks oh wait you're getting paid for this no i'm not and in your mind you get a uh weary voice that says zenerva is fine and then uh she will appear after Less than a minute, but a, a couple of beats, she will uh, project herself into the room where Cherish is. Mm -hmm. uh, who is all there to talk to her? Just Cherish? Uh, yeah, I don't know that I need to be here for this. I mean... Hmm. Go confront her about the Do pocket it. watch. <laughs> Do it. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, and Sid, you don't need to stick, stick around either. No, nope, I'm going to go on a walk. Okay. Sid goes on a walk. Uh, that always ends well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we made it through uh, Queen's whatever territory without getting jumped, so I think we'll be okay. Uh, the old mage appears in front of you, Cherish, in her projected form, uh, looking younger than you know she truly is. Mm -hmm. um, she does not have her staff in her hands, and she is dressed in uh, less ornate robes than you've seen her in. Um, it's like a stripped-down version of her robes, where she is wearing just like a loose-fitting... Uh, 
jerkin top with like mm-hmm. kind of buttons and uh string near the neck and like the bottom half of her robes so it's clear that like she's stripped off the top and it's still kind of like hanging loosely around her waist and then the rest is falling down along her legs so that she's got this like kind of poofy dress with just like a loose uh undershirt that she's wearing mm-hmm. that's smart though you gotta get you get in your pjs before the 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 uh, nighttime ritual, and then you just go straight to bed. Yes, that's generally what I do. Yeah, it's a good plan. Um, Sid said something about teleportation magic. Uh, did he? Because it sounded like he just said I wanted to talk about some stupid magic thing. I inferred. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> why you get paid the big bucks, I suppose. <laughs> um. Indeed. Um, so we used some of the Haven Guard's teleportation, uh, magic to get through the city yesterday. Um, and as I want to do, I figured it out sort of by osmosis. Um, and it would be a really easy way to travel around the valley. Are there other teleportation circles around the valley that you know of that you would maybe know the sequences of? There are quite a few, actually, that I'm aware of. Uh, it would depend entirely upon where you would wish to go. Uh, unfortunately, the specific Haven Guard ones are uh, actually specific linked portals, less teleportation circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a different form of teleportation magic, but... Okay, I see. There are several teleportation circles that I am aware of within the city, as well as many I'm sure that I am unaware of. Hmm. Is there anyone in particular if... you would like the sequence to? I was trying to see if we could get to Fair... Uh, well, not Fair Ames here, because I don't think it'd be safe to travel into the city magically, considering what's going on. But I guess if there was one in... Um, already forgotten the name of the fucking city again. Enclave? Enclave. If there was one in Enclave or somewhere close to Fair Ames here, would really you know, be helpful. But if there's not, obviously we're just going to travel on the road, but... There are a few options where that is concerned. Normally, I would recommend just teleporting straight to Fair Ames here. There are several notable circles, not least of which the ones used by the Rift Keepers that Mm -hmm. I might be able to provide you, but um, with the influence of the Realm Scar, I would be worried about planar interference. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that is a risk I'm willing to let you run. And um, it's not exactly a risk that I'm willing to take either. Hmm. I wouldn't put them, my friends, through that without knowing for sure what would happen. I appreciate your clear-headedness in this matter. That being said... There are teleportation circles that I am aware of in Crescent's Edge, in a certain monastery in the mountains north of Fair Aimsir. There is a teleportation circle in the Jarashir village of Dakbari, as well as Srothheim. Okay. Though I know that is a bit out of your way. 
I also uh, have access nice. to circles in Zonot Zero. Ooh. And Blue Gulch, if you want it. <gasps> oh, that would be so good. Um... Unfortunately, the... The... Lords of Enclave did not want a permanent teleportation circle established there. <sighs> well, unfortunately, that's very specifically where we need to go next. So I, I suppose realize. we'll just. No, it's it's fine. I'm I'm not trying to be passive aggressive or anything. I know that it sort of can come across that way. Um. Okay. Plan B then. What is Plan B? Oh, um, restock our camping supplies and try to get there as quickly as possible. Ah, yes. As I've said, Darren Dunn is awaiting you in Enclave. He should be able to hasten your movement through the Eastwood proper. Mm-hmm. Uh, because camping would be Plan A and this one would have been Plan B. Uh, anyway. Leastways, do you think you're ready for this type of magic? Teleportation circles are no small feat. The risk of teleportation magic, especially in this fraught time, it's not something to be done lightly. I feel confident. Especially, I woke up today feeling much stronger than before. <laughs> well, I am willing to provide at least two sigil patterns for you to mm -hmm. have access to, though I leave that decision up to you as to where you wish to go. Maybe just try those two out first, and collect more as you go. The mind is capable of holding many runic patterns, but being given them can be somewhat damaging to the psyche if you are trying to absorb them all at once. That's fair. It's, it is a, a pretty, uh, pretty intense magic. Yes. Even the, you know, different type that they were using in the Haven Guard, but. If you're not careful and you do not hold the place and the particular runes in your mind just so, it has the capability of fracturing your mind. This is why we mostly recommend that mages stick to the tried-and-true method of flying carpets. Hmm. Or, or, in my case, projected image. I mean, if flying carpets are anything like those flying brooms, I don't know, man. It gets you there without the chance of your body being ripped apart by planar forces. Yeah... So, I had so a lot of bugs in my face, though, no. <laughs> and she just, like, shakes her head, but she smiles no, warmly, and she's... <laughs> yeah, she's like, this is what all young mages are like. Like, <laughs> I got a lot of bugs in my face. <laughs> the minute they get ability to teleport, they're just like, yeah, but I could be teleporting. So, so convenient. Yeah, she's yeah. willing to give you two sequences uh, at some of the locations she listed. Um... 
The I... other options include Wickmore's Landing, the Sun Pass Tower. Uh, there is one at Fort Verge. Um, there is also one at the Tower. Yeah. And like I said, there are a couple in Stormhaven she can give you as well. Yeah. Uh, she admits to you that there are, are a few others in more dangerous locations that she is not willing to no, give I'm you kidding. right off the bat. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Send me to Pyre's Gale's place so I can yell at him again. <laughs> um, let's see. I think Cherish would probably pick Blue Gulch and let's see. I mean, this is this is your decision, but we might be going to next. No, no, no I know. I was actually, I, I was, I had to look at the map because I couldn't remember how close the the next, the other, the southern realm scar was to Srothheim, but it's closer to Fort Verge, so that's the one she's going to pick. It was between Fort Verge and Srothheim. Okay, so Fort Verge and Blue Gulch. Yes. Uh, the old mage will warn you that the one that goes to Blue Gulch goes straight into the mayor's mansion. Ugh, gross. Uh, and the one that goes to Fort Verge goes to a uh, Riftkeeper uh, secret hideout that exists inside that fortress city. That's oh, awesome, we're though. Our own secret hideout. It's so cool. It's not. It's already someone else's. Yeah. <laughs> and she will inform what her agents deserve. there that you have access to this, so that they won't like you know probably good. kill us yeah. on site. Yeah, good call. And she will also inform the mayor of uh, <laughs> your access <laughs> to can... his house. That's we fair. can be in his house whenever we want. <laughs> I can eat that sword. I don't. <laughs> None of you are here. <laughs> <laughs> and crawl just like pop me to uh the mayor's mansion just really quick just really just, quick i I, yeah, I, I was thinking of going out for a snack really <laughs> okay we'll do that and then you can't get back without me so come with me come yeah, with me come with me can't get back Enough. period yep not yeah. I could take you to Fort Verge or back to the mayor's place, and that's it. <laughs> um, and the old mage would say she will eventually share with you the uh, sequence for Stormhaven, uh, mm -hmm. but she wants to give it a week mm -hmm. to let these sequences kind of like settle in your mind. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, like she says. Otherwise, if you try to take too many sequences in your mind at one time, it can literally rip your brain apart. Yeah, which, I need that. Yeah. Been there. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that is actually a large chunk of your evening then, Cherish, is yeah. learning these sequences and the old mage giving you tips on, like, teleportation magic and, like, letting you know, like, okay, the portal's only gonna stay open for, like, eight seconds, so everyone's gotta run through right as soon as you cast it, and yeah. uh, timing portal magic properly is uh, key to this whole thing. Um, and it's weirdly uh, reminiscent of the time you spent learning under her in years past. Like, it's it's weirdly quaint in that way. Yeah. And she seems to be enjoying herself just as much as you. 
Seems as though this is a welcome break for her. Nice. Uh, though eventually, once the clock nears ten, uh, she is immediately aware of the timetable, and when there's probably like 30 minutes till, she has to excuse herself. Oh, yeah. No. That makes sense. <laughs> With a slight smile, she will say, If not for the safety of the whole valley, I would love to teach you more. You're an excellent student, Cherish. This has been nice. Thank you. Welcome. Good luck. Give the others my best. I will. And she vanishes. Uh -huh. Maybe next time I'll get a watch. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? My friendship has uh, increased with Zenerva. <laughs> social dynamic has gone to S rank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is this persona? What is happening? Fire emblem, please. I was oh. yeah, come on. Uh, Inuyasha and the Secret of, of the Cursed Mask. Come on. How dare you? <laughs> Fucking Kagome up in here. Um yeah. What are are the rest of you doing anything specific with your evenings? I I think I also actually leave and walk around. I not trying to run into Sid, but I probably also leave. Okay. Um, this place is just interesting. Yeah, no, and there's a lot to see in Green Terrace. What's interesting, what you immediately notice once you walk back out into the streets, especially at night, is that the the lamps that line the street are not lamps at all. They're like little curling trees that have unfolded themselves uh, in the nighttime and are glowing with a, a low yellow-orange bioluminescence. Uh, it gives the whole district kind of a soft, warm glow to it. Sid, you're just uh, rambling around as well? Yeah, going down memory lane, I suppose. Okay. Are you specifically heading towards your old home? Yeah. Okay. Um, heading back in that direction, you're really not that far from your old uh, home. It's a little ways north of here, mm -hmm. um, under the eaves of Cypress Court. Um, it's, like, not within the neighborhood, like, tree proper, um, but it's just, like, just on the edge there, where it's, like, effectively, if you're going to give directions, you tell people to go to Cypress Court. Right. Um, it was notable for being both your childhood home and Angela's dojo, where mm -hmm. she trained potential swords fighters. The building remains to this day. Uh, though it has changed somewhat since last you were here. It is still a home, and from what you can see, there is a family here. Uh, if anything, it is a very large family. It seems to have been made into some kind of, like, 
not quite tenement building, but the dojo itself has been like chopped up into more living space. No <laughs> residential area is going to go unused for very long here in Stormhaven. It's just the city's too big. There's too many people. Yeah. So to think it would remain empty. Uh, I had but, hoped. But yeah, you can it, see. Oh, uh, I'm not like creeping in, like like looking in the window. Sure, but right? just like even like just a, a walking past the the side of the building was once this like galleried sparring area that was sort of like open to the air. Um, with like curved pillars where you could look into the training grounds that resided next to your house and your mother's offices. Um, there were training dummies out here that are gone now. There were weapon racks here that you can still see the fixtures of on the walls, but the racks themselves are long disappeared. Yeah. That exterior training floor has been turned into a large storage area. Uh, you can see that partitions have been put up in the the curved arches that once looked into this place. There is the sound of a yapping dog from inside and children running and uh, chasing the dog. Hmm. Um. Hmm. It's, I I guess I don't know. Maybe I say this to Stormpiercer. I don't know what I expected to find. I guess I was kind of thinking that time would have stood still. That it, this home would have remained the same, empty. Why should something always remain empty when it can be put to a practical use, when it can be used to do good? Yeah. I'm not not opposed to this. I just always saw myself when I had the money. I am sure if you had enough money, the family here would be more than willing to make some sort of barter. Yeah. Being a hero doesn't pay as well as I thought it would, though. That is why we need to go and slay a dragon. They have lots of money, right? That's how the stories go. I mean, yes, that is true. But then we have to, like, actually kill a dragon. Sid, you seem to want all the benefits of the heroing thing without actually doing any of the work. I... Th that is unfair, <laughs> Stormpiercer. I'm just... Look, if anybody can do it, it's probably us. This is true, so we should. 
Probably not yet, though. Well, okay. But just know that I am ready. Yeah. And hey, you know, there is more than one dragon in the valley, which I didn't know until recently. It's true, there are 47, and I'm sure some of them have treasure. Yeah. I just don't know if all of them are dicks like a pyre scale. Yes, there seems to be good reason to slay that one. Yeah, yeah. Big fan of that. Hmm. Big meanie, if you ask me. <laughs> well, we'll just put it on our to-do list. Indeed. Let's see. Slay dragon. Close portals. Uh, question mark, destroy. question mark, question mark. Profit. Yeah. Profit. Well, you know, deal deal with the whole devil situation. When when do we get the underpants? <laughs> that is the question. Mm -hmm. What's the whole devil situation? You're not here. <laughs> Stormpiercer would agree that the whole devil situation needs to be dealt with. It's it's getting complicated. Is all I, I mean, say. it does need to be dealt with. Indeed. Yeah, and then I think I just kind of, I don't, I don't think I head straight back, but um, just kind of see some sights, I guess. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Going through the old stomping ground. Yeah. Everything seems a lot smaller than it was when you were here as a kid. Yeah. It's weird that way. I didn't. I, I didn't even spend a lot of time up here. Uh, after becoming. No. Um, it's kind of hard to, honestly. Yeah. That kind of neighborhood. <laughs> Tirza, is your uh, meanderings directionless? Do you have a specific purpose in mind? I think it's mostly directionless. Okay. Um, I... Yeah, I think the sort of melancholy morning and all of that <clears throat> nonsense is like I don't know I think she's just in a like contemplative kind of mood okay and as much as fruit beers interest Olivia not so much Tirza sadly right. she has no taste for these things Give me a religion check. Uh, 16. 16. As you're walking through the calm night here in Green Terrace, you begin to see more and more examples of elvish architecture. The, the woven way in which trees and stone are melded together to create beautiful pieces of buildings or sculptures or art. There is a real sense that the people who live here and work here and the people who establish this neighborhood are really trying to make it a thing of beauty as opposed to especially your opinion of some of the rest of the city, uh, which feels more like a hodgepodge of like people just carving out. Existing. Yeah. This is more 
intentional, more specific. There seems to be an order to this place that there really isn't to a lot of the other pieces of uh, Stormhaven. That being said, there are certain motifs that you notice over and over and over again. And they stick in your mind because they look very similar to a new addition to the sword that you have. Okay. Because near the base of the cross guard on the blade, where the scroll work depicts a, an arch of a, a gate of some kind, you can see that same depiction ever so vaguely in the architecture here. It's only in the oldest of buildings that you see it. But it's just like they're built in a way to evoke that same sense of two enormous, like, sides coming to meet at a center. Like an archway or a gate. Yep. Um, and how much do I know about the, I, I mean, I know that this is like connected to, can I put together that this is connected to like the, how, how much of the gardener Feywild stuff do I? You would know it in the, like the broadest of senses that but, this whole okay. place was made by some kind of enormously powerful Archfey, and that Archfey are not to be trusted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously. Um... But yeah, you don't notice it in any newer creations here. It's only in the oldest of buildings that you notice this motif. Hmm. Alright, well, I don't know if I just grab somebody on the street and go... Hey, tell me about that building that they'll know anything. So, um, well, in a lot of these older buildings, like uh, especially if they're storefronts or some kind of like halls, they'll have signage, like, like the, like little plaques. No, but like if it's oh. a, if it's a storefront, it'll have a sign that says the name <laughs> of the store. I sorry, I thought you meant like the little plaques that some of the, like his buildings, buildings yeah. in Portland. You <laughs> mean <laughs> <laughs> like the pig mansion? Uh, you mean like um, the McLaughlin house? No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry, everybody who listens to us. <laughs> this is our Portland heavy episode. Don't apologize if you're not sorry. <laughs> oh, never mind then. I take it back. Um. Okay. Uh Yeah, I don't I don't know what to do with that. It's noted. Tirza will remember this. Okay. Um as you're looping back around and making your way back towards the gardener's rest, I need you to give me a perception check. Uh 
Nine. You are taken by surprise when a figure is dangled out of a tree in front of you. And at first you are horrified by the idea that someone has like dropped down with a noose just in front of you out of a tree that's overhanged the road. And there's this moment of just, like, shock and horror. But then you see it is someone who is clearly just holding a piece of vinage behind their head and dangling out of this tree. And as Talila Bleach Tongue dangles from this tree, her eyes wide, a smile splitting her face, she'll say, Hello. And I think it is there that we are going to end tonight's session of Material Components. I grab her and I sweep her up into the biggest of hugs. No. (laughs) Upside down. (laughs) Pale, horrifying gnome appears in front of you. Uh, That is where we shall end because, as always, you can find us on Twitter (laughs) at MattcomRPG. That's spelled M A T C O M R P G. We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsRPG at gmail.com. I always love hearing from all of our listeners. Yes, we do. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. Um, I did a lot of stuff today. Are you proud of me? <laughs> or are you disappointed? I want to know. I want to know. Uh, where where can they tell you that? I already said. Did you not you say? Were just weren't paying attention. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. sorry. I'm not going to say oh it my again. God. And I'm going to change my Twitter handle so you can't find me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Um, My Twitter handle is cryodolivia. Send me fun Portland references I can work in in more subtle so my friends get mad at me. (laughs) And yeah, I don't know. Just come Mm. hang out. Um, if you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can do so at the Readimus. Um, just, uh, just tell me better things for me to look up in the archive, uh, like things that will solve all of our problems that I've been ruminating on for, uh, for weeks and weeks and just like, oh yeah, I forgot to ask that one thing I came up with that one time. There's always next. Uh, in, in... Prepping for the last um, episode, I was reminded that Omatep said he would give you a lot of questions for him. So you should right. go figure out what those questions it's all are. Based on time, it's uh, it's all based on like time, and I don't know if if I don't know the time period, it's kind of hard for me to look things up. And Granted. speaking of time. Now's the time to rate and review our podcast <laughs> on whatever platform you're listening to it on. And when you do, we will, uh, and you include the name of an NPC in the subject line, we will include that NPC in the campaign. Wow. It's amazing. It's true. You wow. might get that. eaten by it's Flawless segue. In a, in a timeless manner, we will have that ready to go. <laughs> no problem. It's strange because so far no one's taken us on up on that offer, and it you know it hurts. Yeah. It really hurts. It could be Fine. any name. It could be the dumbest name possible, and we will I'll put do it, it in myself. Any name. 
<laughs> we will love if it's a dumb name. I I could not be happier. I relish the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Gregory Buttchuggins. <laughs> Look, y'all I mean, are going to an elvish city. People are going to have some weird names. <laughs> True. Get your apostrophes in now. <laughs> you oh, of the of the fair Amesia butchugs. <laughs> An ancient it's Eladrin the, house. It's, it's yeah. the uh, chuggins. <laughs> four apostrophes. <laughs> A lot of silent letters. Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> once you've done that, of course you can find me on Twitter. I am at MK Gergoni. Oh, am I going to regret bringing Talila back? Who knows? We'll see. Yep. <laughs> but that does mean that I have to uh, upgrade her specialized uh, subclass because she is, of course, a Golem Savant, a uh, custom-made subclass that I have made for her. Um, and uh, how big is George now? We will see. <gasps> oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, Boise. Um, Not big enough. Or too big. One can only speculate. Perhaps we now know the true identity of the heroin killer. Um. (laughs) 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 How did we not see that coming? (laughs) But you can also find our good, good friend Omatap over at MPC underscore AN because even when he is not dealing with... uh, possibly murderous gnomes uh he is of course an important npc uh thank you all so much for listening have a good whenever it is you're listening to this but as always the world is chaos so please be kind to one another goodbye y'all goodbye goodbye bye yeah